0: Metal Cop! Hey, hit me, hit me. Send out the bat signal. Ham is here to talk about Trey Lance. Everyone comes running. What's up everybody on YouTube. Hello, we are recording this on a Tuesday afternoon. If you're watching on YouTube,
1: you might be watching this live. You might be watching it after the fact. It's great to have you. Yeah, we're taking some heat, guy. We are taking some bullets. Not quite Gruden style, but uh, people are not happy with our uh, our Sunday podcast that thought we were a little, we were meanies when it came to Trey. We were a little too critical. Uh, Middlecoff's tone might have been a little... Uh, you know yep. guy you just were not being friendly enough and uh we will address that your your alamo home
0: um uh, ana- dilapidated home analogies is uh people have a problem with
1: yeah i, I just think that uh you guys undervalue the i, I did, you tweeted back at someone a, a 2.4 million dollar home yeah, yeah. as a new homeowner you know the asking like really nice price guy. doesn't necessarily equal what you pay for it right
0: no, no, not at all. But
1: I, but the, to me, that, that house that, look is not, that looked good. That looked good. That looked good. The <laughs> yeah, house. And yeah, maybe your friend has, you
0: know, on the golf course
1: around uh, on the golf course round hill, two six, two seven, complete teardown, gut job. No, but there's. A I'm difference not making between, that up. No, but
0: there's a difference between he gutted the house and the house needed to be gutted, right?
1: What well, did he showed me pictures inside, like oh, it, okay. was, uh, it, you know, it was uh you know, was house. You know, the Bay Area, like, like the, these homes probably the fifties. Yeah, these homes aren't built and like, you know, guy, I'm looking at this house in uh in Pleasanton. It was built in two thousand twelve. Like that those don't really exist. Even though when we played uh what was that course called? Not Carica, but uh up there in kind of the hills, there were some newer oh, homes like when we were. Yeah. did you Calippe? feel that going up there? Some of the homes looked relatively, relative, you know, twenty years kind of max old up the hill.
0: You're saying, so, wait, uh, the Calipi Hill? The Calipi. You remember going up to Oh really th- new. Th- and I yeah, remember thinking, did. how was that house? I remember Googling one like, ah. we. I said to you and Hawkins, I'm like, what would that house cost? looks nice. And it was like $4.5 yeah. $4. And $4. And million. Dollars. Like, Yeah, it wasn't, like
1: <laughs> wasn't cheap.
0: Was not cheap. Uh, okay, John, here's just a few things. Um, and by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, you can go to the YouTube channel, and uh, we want you to do that. Both things are in the description. Don't forget, leave us a mailbag question. Uh, we're going to go th- through some of the YouTube comments today, um, but leave us a mailbag question by going to our iTunes page and leave a review. That helps us out. We really appreciate it. Just like if you're watching on YouTube, if you would like the video, we appreciate that. Um, and uh, subscribe to the channel, too. It M- turns out half people who watch the videos aren't necessarily subscribed. So yeah. um, we appreciate it. Even if you hate a take or disagree with us, you know, still still subscribe
1: yeah we're grassroots guys share with your friends tell your people you know ford we're all on uh group text messages be careful what you put on those group text messages you know you never know who's on the other side mark cuban uh, says so
0: "Cyberdust." remember that i'm app?
1: on a couple that i don't know i don't think every single number there really
0: uh, yeah you I, know I, I, of- oh yeah and i don't say a
1: thing on those yeah you're smarter than me
0: i might uh, do a you know side text like who is who is the 802 number yeah but i don't
1: Yeah, you are. uh, I do
0: not say anything on those
1: threads. You're you're no dummy. You're no dummy. I've Um, been a little more, uh, probably a little more of a renegade on those. Not again. More political. I'm on one with some college people that gets politically uh, can get angry, which I just throw jabs. The thing is, a group text can be a lot like Twitter. You're just fucking with people, you know, and it gets reaction.
0: It's very true. Um, by the way, just to finish on the mailbag, leave a review on iTunes. Leave a question. Tell us your favorite bar. That's how you get in the mailbag. Uh, before we dive into things, John, just let's just get some early thoughts here from our chat as it goes right now. Andy says, I think your boys were uh, pretty tough on him. Speaking of um, uh, Trey Lance, Chasing Gold says Middlecoff was trying to catch these hands on Sunday. <laughs> uh, Ryan Obermeyer, full name on the internet, says, I disagree with you guys in some of your takes. But so fucking what? I'm not looking for a Trey Lance circle jerk fest. Say what you think. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to read. I don't, uh, uh, Cody says, if you haven't watched JTO Sullivan's breakdown on Lance on YouTube, you should. It's pretty interesting, in my opinion. UC Davis. UC Davis is right. Um, yeah, so there's, there's, you can, I know there was some, uh, Baldinger talk. Carlos says a uh, trade Ayuk and a third rounder for OBJ.
1: That's a conversation for
0: another time. Uh, but that's interesting. That's, that's an interesting
1: thought. I got to take, I'd rather have Brennan Ayuk than o- Odell Beckham Jr. And, and I'd
0: certainly would rather have my third, my third, yeah.
1: especially when you don't have a one. Uh,
0: here we got a, Trey was inconsistent with his mechanics and reading defense pre and post snap rookie stuff. He'll figure it out. Agreed. I mean, that's only half of, you know, that's only most of playing the position, but see, now I'm, 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 I see now I'm fucking around. I'm <laughs> around. Uh, I think, you know, we, you and I have, we spent a lot of time thinking about this stuff. This is why we're professionals, John, because just like you, we spent a lot of time thinking about it. We also think about how we talk about it and how we think about it. And I think one thing we've tried to establish over the years is, even though we believe uh, what we say, we don't think we don't say things we don't believe. We also are open-minded um, to new information or being told, "No, I think you guys missed something." And you know, we spend a lot of time talking to each other to the point that, like, I I know how you think. You know how I think. So it's good to hear how some other people think. Rocky Mountain Razorback says, "John, stop trying to bully Trey."
1: <laughs> I also believe that we understand like uh, we are, you know, we're an easy two individuals to get a hold of. Right. You know, Twitter, Instagram, DMS, obviously the comments here. We read and listen to a lot Facebook of them. We messenger. interact with. Yeah, we interact. I, you said something to somebody a
0: Facebook Messenger yesterday that oh, could come.
1: in. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like I listen. It, it was clear that a lot of people and again, a lot might be strong, but there were people and it just made me think and I have no problem looking in the mirror and being introspective. Now, that doesn't mean that we will uh, always, well, you'll, you'll have to wait to see what we think on this one, but capitulate to everyone's demands to get on our knees and beg for forgiveness, but <laughs> but we will critically think. Cause yeah. We're critical thinkers, guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I saw someone just tweeted at both of us. Can John mention that he went to Cal Poly? He never does that. <laughs> that was on. Uh, that was a tweet? That was a tweet, yeah. That's, that's a good tweet. That was a pretty good tweet. Learn by doing? Well, I mean, I, I wish I could say I like went to SC or UCLA or something way cooler, but those places denied me.
0: Yeah, I went to Stanford. Forget learn by doing. Learn from the greatest minds on earth. That's what yeah, my.
1: I'll, I'll actually never I forget the first time I took the SAT, and my mother opened it, and she handed me the letter, and I looked at the number, and it, it was not four figures. So it was, uh, I'm in trouble. Like, Mom, good news. You're going to save money on college. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the number started with an eight. My bad That's, news, you won't be saving money because of the scholarship. Yeah. You know, like in the NFL, you know, you want to bat better than 50%, right? If it's 1,600, you want to be well above 800, probably close to like 1,300. And I was much closer to like, uh, you know, Deshaun Kaiser's completion percentage. It's hard, you Which know? was so what? You, like 48? Probably. Yeah, I'm just getting. No, He. he who knows? Uh, what was, Hackenberg was... Uh, was, I think, pretty low. Did you see the stat? The SAT was intimidating. You know, was did just, you, speaking was, of math. felt nervous.
0: Did you see the stat on the um, Gavin Lux ball yesterday that he hit in the bottom of the ninth inning? Did, with the, the launch
1: angle and the ball off the bat, like it's been 100% those balls have been out. I think there's been something like 63%,
0: 63 balls have been hit with that exit velocity and launch angle. And uh, I think hitters are hitting like 821 in that situation with 38 home runs. So over 50% of the the batted balls in that circumstance result in the home run.
1: I did not see that. But did you see what the kid told Kapler? I, I'll give Kapler credit. I am a Kapler hater. The ball? It was Farhan or whoever last night, it was a very, very high level. You know, if you're listening to this, you already know, hell, maybe they're in the NLCS. But the game on game three was a bochi like game using his elite arms in the bullpen in the fifth, sixth, and seventh inning in the high leverage spots. That Duvall. Here's what Duvall said. He told Kapler before, you know, like middle of the game. Yeah, I got it, Poppy. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy a lot, man. Well, yeah, I mean, who doesn't like guys that throw? like Well, a I watched him too? do a
0: post-game <laughs> interview with Papa last week, and Erwin Higueros was uh was, um, translating, but you could just tell like he had personality. Just he yeah,
1: looks man. sweet. You like a right-handed, uh, just fucking Chapman kind of, just yeah, he looks gas. Nice, right?
0: But also the slider. Okay, um, there are a couple more comments here. I wanted to pop up on the screen, but uh, I guess we'll have to wait for that because now I can't find them. John, this podcast is sponsored by our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka. We took some heat in some of the other YouTube comments for Tito, so we'll get to that too because everyone knows how. Good yeah, it is. I mean,
1: sorry, they like us paying the rent, guy. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, number one vodka in America. John, where's your bottle? Where's your bub bu- bu- bottle?
1: Over there, I, it's so far away for me to grab, but number one vodka in America. It's a Tito's Tuesday, which will be a Tito's Wednesday into a Tito's Thursday. Tom Brady and uh, potentially, yeah, you know, I don't, I guess the, it could be game five, as well as uh, Tom Brady versus the, the birds, the Eagles. Tom Brady's messed up his thumb. You see that? He was like, uh, had that. to ice it. So it's something yeah. to keep an eye on. I also saw his like, his like uh, Wi-Fi enabled water bottle in his hand. That's pretty badass. Uh, Tito's, you know, just a little guy named uh, Tito Beverage who had a dream and just worked his ass off and uh, struck gold and just kept on working and finally created a vodka that resonated with the people once upon a time. It went to the Bay Area San Francisco food and wine show, I think it was, uh, party, and he won I know he won like double gold. Yeah, and then Trader Joe's found out of it and the rest is history. And now they're the number one vodka in America, sponsor of this podcast. And I know many of you that listen to this also love consuming it like we do. Tito's Sodas, Tito's Vodkas, Tito's and Crans, John Daly's, you name it, Martinis. If you're going out this weekend, get yourself a Tito's. You're going to have some buddies over. Go to uh, BevMo, go to Safeway, go to Albertson's, go to whatever your local store is and get yourself a Tito's. H-E-B. What was yeah. uh, James? Order was on for? Drizzly. Uh, Publix.
0: Publix. Yeah. Yeah. Crab Legs. Crab Legs. Uh...
1: Remember Harbaugh, Jed Fish talking to him in that clip? crab legs, crab legs, sex, sex, sex addict. Sex, oh, that's sex. It was. sex addict. that was the Harbaugh clip. <laughs> he did he did ask about the crab legs too. I
0: think. Uh, hey, send us photos too. We appreciate yeah. that a lot. Um, help us uh, help us uh, let Tito's know that you guys are enjoying. It. I think they've noticed. But yeah, it's number one. You guys know D- it. Um,
1: DM think- us if you DM me or guy specifically, If you DM me, I forward them all to guy. We put it together. Show Tito's. Uh, we have a lot of pictures out there in the ether guy.
0: Yes, we do. And videos that we get DM that uh, mm-hmm. are, are also very good. So uh, holler at us with all of that. Look, if you already know, then you already know. If you don't know yet, you'll find out what everyone else does, which is quality leads first with Tito's first and foremost, not about flash, not about extra flavor quality. Number one, that's what it's built on. Let's start with quality and then people will, it's built kind of, I think on the belief that people will appreciate quality if given the chance and they will notice the difference, and I think that's what – they've stayed very true to that, um, and and that is what's led to Tito's great success. So six times distilled in copper pots, not columns. More uh, time-consuming, more time consuming, also better. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof. Distilled in bottled in Austin, Texas, crafted to be savored responsibly. Uh, also brought to you by MyBookie.ag, promo code Hammond, the number one. MyBookie.ag, promo code Hammond, the number one.
1: Well, we got uh- – Obviously, this weekend full slate. I, I honestly haven't even looked at the NFL slate, but there is a couple things I looked at. Golf, oh. CJ CJ Cup. Uh, it's a seventy-eight person field guy, and it's in Las Vegas. No cut event. Maverick McNeely, who I was hot on a couple weeks ago, West Coast guy. He not only lives in Las Vegas, he is a member at this country club. Do you know that he holds the course record? You can get him right now 66 to one, Mav McNeely. He is a guy that all these golf people that I listen to that are into the analytics are bullish on. He's been several times in the last year, right? The the tournament Max Homo won. He had the lead late. Remember when uh, Pebble Beach uh, in 2000, it would have been earlier this year when Jordan Spieth was right in the mix. I think Sam Burns ended up winning. He was also right in the mix. He's a West Coast guy. He's going to win eventually. I just that's sixty-six to one price point for a guy with some win equity. Now even though he's never won yet. And the other guy, I mean, it, it actually was thirty to one when I looked yesterday. It's twenty nine to one now. Scotty Scheffler. He's another guy who's bound to win. He just kicked Rom's ass, the Ryder Cup, no big deal. Number one player, drubbed him. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a bomber's paradise. So Scotty Scheffler, twenty nine to one, Mav McNeely sixty six to one. If you just want a little little side action, you know, beside football to maybe, you know, turn t- ten bucks into three hundred. You know, turn fifty bucks into I don't know fifteen hundred. <laughs> that's how I did it. Uh, here's one that's got my attention,
0: John. You and I started talking last week about we we made our bets. We really wanted to take an underdog. The Cardinals are getting two and a half points now. Kyler's health
1: is a question, but they're getting two and a half points at Cleveland this week. Um, Brownie's coming off a loss. You know, I mean, they're pretty good. I know. Did you watch Look, that? They... You see how good Nick Chubb is? Holy yeah. moly! <laughs> um. How about the Seahawks plus
0: five at Pittsburgh? Not touching that, Gino. (laughs) Buffalo minus five and a half at Tennessee. Um, How about Broncos minus three and a half against the Raiders? Uh, I would. Who's playing? Is it? You
1: said minus three and a half. Broncos minus three and a half. How about the Giants at home plus ten and a half? I oh, Daniel Jones might be out. Rams. Yeah. I know this. We're not what doing
0: the dud of the week. Uh, Bengals are. Where did that line just go? Minus three and a half at the Lions. I don't even want. I root for the Lions now. I can't bet against the Lions. Me, me too. Um, I tell Still you, like one a game, tough slate guy. Yeah. Well, how about you know one game I wouldn't touch even if it was the dud. Dolphins. Jags.
1: Bears. Packers. Bears. Packers. Yeah. Packers minus four and a half. In Chicago, they're getting mm-hmm. some mojo. They're 3 and 2. Uh-huh. Running the ball well. Packers have a million. You see how many injuries they have? Yeah. Now, I I don't think Nagy's ever beat the Packers. So, uh I think he's like 17 and uh 0 and 17 against them. Literally, he's lost every single he's been blown out. He's lost in just devastating fashion. I think the Packers historically kind of own uh, those Chicago Bears.
0: We'll Bears. be making our pick on the next pod. Our lock of the week, we have won 3 in a row now. We had the uh, Steelers in the points last week.
1: We're a little hot. We're feeling it. We're
0: feeling it. Okay, let's talk about Trey Lance, John. We have been um, not universally criticized. There are some people that uh, have agreed with us, but we went through some of the YouTube comments. We can pull some of those up here. We've been going interacting with people on various social platforms. who thought we were too harsh on Trey Lance um, on Sunday, and so there's a lot of places we
1: could start. But have you rethought if we were too harsh on Trey Lance? I rewatched him, and I— where I think I was too harsh is my tone. And it was more anger off the loss because it was a very winnable game. And I I was telling you this, just big, imagine one, that several other podcasts that are just, you know, we're a Bay area podcast, but obviously we talk a ton about the Niners, just like we did with the Raiders when they were here. And we still will talk about them today. Is a, a lot of people that have like Niner centric podcasts are probably diehard fans. And at one point in time in my life, I truly was. I just happened to be like, you know, 20 and under. And you, you know, had worked in sports from a broadcaster way before I ever did. I, I do think we've been doing this professionally, even though now it feels a little different because the way we do it, granted we own this, but it's it's much looser and it's, it doesn't feel like a business. It's, you know, they say if you do what you like, it doesn't actually feel like you're working. That is somewhat true for sure. But we are, like, we don't own 49er jerseys. Uh, I do have Steve Young's number, even though he declined to come on the podcast. But uh, once upon a time, maybe we can get him again. We are not, like, I think we, we can balance being very objective about things. Even though, like, obviously, I would love the 49ers to go 17-0, and win the Super Bowl. It'd be incredible. Like, if you said, John, they can go 17-0, win the Super Bowl, or just take your chances. Like, without hesitation, I'm, I want them to win. When they win, it's good for me and you. It makes my life more entertaining. I'm watching the games anyway. I know a bunch of Niner season ticket holders. I'm rooting for that. But I also can be very, very unemotional when it comes to football. And Ryan Grigson, who, you know, I don't think he's the biggest fan of me now. One thing he hammered home, and I do think he's right about this, because in the scouting community, when you do it for a while, and this is probably true of most industries, after a while you can become very negative on the business, right? But right, if you meet some sales guys, like if you get them over beers, like they'll start talking shit about everything. You get a scout, he can just hate a lot of players and he goes in with a negative connotation. I don't necessarily do that, but I did go in there, you know, judging him harshly, but independently of that game. It was in context of we weren't writing his career, we weren't writing his obituary as a player. It was just that game judged in a vacuum. He threw 50% with a ton of balls getting you know, batted because of the long loopy release, which, listen, I think my, my, my main criticism of the player is something that is probably the biggest question mark for the next three or four years. How does he change that release? From a size standpoint, from an arm power standpoint, from a toughness standpoint, from just a poise standpoint? Yeah, maybe we didn't hammer that home. I know we talked about it, but it can be... It's like anything in life, right? Sometimes if if you you know read 50 people that say, guy, you're fucking awesome. what a job, oh you call, oh what a you're so good at this And the one person that goes, you are terrible, you are awful, that can overwhelm the you know your view of what's being said. And I, I think I was pretty loud of saying when I said the word overwhelmed. he wasn't rewatched the game today before recording this. He wasn't overwhelmed as a player, but as a passer, like, he, he got all these balls batted down, right? Four in that game, and he also had several last week. Well, that is indicative of the release. Like, the play... The crazy part is that last drive... I guess it wasn't the last drive, but the drive that when the game was, they just caused the fumble, they get the ball, basically, right? You go, could they take the lead here? It's 10-7. He had two balls batted down of the four plays on second down and on fourth down. And J.J. Watt is... You know, one of his great attributes, you know, in his Hall of Fame career is he's always been a great batted ball to guy down. Well, Trey Lance, it it wasn't like a ham, you know, happened fast. JJ kind of stepped back and then right when he started throwing it, put his hand up. Well, he doesn't get rid of the ball that fast because of the loopy release. And that's just a big picture thing, which is not going to change in the short term. That gave me great, uh, I, I would say, hesitancy to be bullish on the performance was the release. Now, I saw a lot of other things that I understand why just the raw talent and no one, we, I don't think we argued that. Like I I wouldn't have like traded the guy for Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, but as a passer and to compete in this league, you know, you, you do have to be able to, and I, I, at the time he wasn't, we didn't know he had a sprained knee. I thought he was going to be the starter for several more weeks. It's like, it's going to be difficult to depend on, you know, his throwing on third and eight in these big games against all these tough opponents coming up so that's to me probably where i don't I, I don't believe I overreacted on it but I was so critical of his performance on the passing element because i here last thing long-winded here I, I guess I didn't give any credit to the running because and I, because I expected him to like running quarterbacks usually wouldn't you say immediately kind of just hit the ground running <laughs> like that's usually something that becomes like most players right? Like Hollywood Brown, who just caught the game winner. It looks like he's really kind of resurrecting his career. If Hollywood Brown could get the ball in his hands, he's like all these guys, whether they're bust or not, when the ball's in their hand, most talented players look pretty sweet, right? The hard part for a lot of wide receivers or running backs might be ball security or catching the ball. But like when the ball's in playmakers' hands, they're, they pop immediately. And quarterbacks, running quarterbacks, you would say that's their greatest attribute typically immediately because that's just natural instincts. Like I, I, so I didn't give him any credit on that because I, that was my expectations were just, that's going to naturally happen. Cause he's a big athlete. Yeah. I think,
0: um, there's a lot there. I, I, I think one thing we know from people who've done this stuff for a while is that some people check in on one out of five podcasts. Some people maybe just watch a video. Don't, know what our opinions have been going back. Some people have listened to everything. The part that surprised me as someone who is almost never surprised by something that happens on the internet, I was surprised by how many people who said, I've been listening to you guys for a long time. This was, you guys were way too hard. I I was surprised that that was the reaction because I, I felt like we've spent hours and hours and hours being very positive about Trey Lance, like really being bullish on him. And my feeling is that I've built up that equity because I have told you many times, like, I think it looked good. What we saw when we went to OTAs, I thought he showed so much in what we saw from him um, in preseason games. I loved, I would have drafted him. I liked this college tape. Like I'd take him over Trey over Justin Fields, blah, 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 blah. But you can then be critical and not, and not have all of that other stuff forgotten. So I don't know, maybe some of it was taken. We'll read some comments here. Maybe some of it was taken. Like it wiped out. Like I've changed my opinion. I now think he sucks. I, the simple, which is not the truth. Well, the there, there wasn't play. there
1: wasn't much of this. Like, remember when you guys were going to those training camp practices, and you said if he had returned to North Dakota State, he would have been the number one pick in the draft. I didn't see that mentioned one time, right? That was no, That was silence. No, but but again, there are some people who listen just once, and some people who listen a hundred times. I just want that on record. We said that. Uh, that's true. Yeah, and I, 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 and I still believe that. Like, it's not like I would change just from a from a performance passing that was. It is a, like, as a quarterback, you do have to be able to, like, and when I say pass, obviously he has a strong arm and he completed some sweet passes, but there were some concerns with the touch, which I think is related to the loopy release, which is also, I had a couple people take pictures of that pass that he threw to Sanu that got dropped that was like the 98 mile an hour fastball, but it was like Peyton Manning wobbly. And, like, people are questioning, like, is this grip off? And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not a quarterback, you know, grip mechanic guy. But it, it, I saw a picture where it looked a little weird. I don't know. Oh, the grip. The
0: grip. Yeah, right. I don't know. I, look, I, I think we can start with more basic stuff, which is the, the simplest way. I remember – you remember when Kyle gave that analogy to Rich Eisen? I don't know if quoting Kyle Shanahan right now is the best, best way to make an argument. But when he made that analogy to Rich Eisen about how – he, he goes house shopping with his wife and he'll be pointing out all the stuff he hates. And then his wife is almost in tears and says, why do you hate this house? And he's like, what are you talking about? I love this house. I just got to go through all the things I don't like. Um, and I remember seeing that thinking like, oh, my God, that speaks to me. Now, I don't think that's what I did with Trey Lance on Sunday. But I think the simplest way to put it is I, I have not seen a take on Trey Lance's upside, like a legitimate, well-thought-out take that I think is too hot. Like, we'll get to some of the things we really like about him, why we're very bullish on him. I haven't seen anything that ha, that I've gone, uh, I don't think Trey Lance can be that good. So I still think big picture, very good. But I think we watched that game Sunday in the context of, this is a game you kind of got to win. And my concern is... And it was very winnable. And it was right. winnable. And 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 my concern is, in that game... Like, if he's going to be your quarterback for the season, which I believe he should be, I think they should stick with him. I don't think you can play a whole season playing that way, because I think you're going to get him hurt running Cam Newton's offense, basically. So he has to develop on the fly as a passer. Of course, I know it's his rookie and he is hurt. Of course, I know it's his first start. Like... Like two days of Friday, Thursday was my analogy about this is really hard to drive on the highway as a first down driver. Like this is extremely hard what he's trying to do. It's why I've said for months, they are walking a very fine line here, trying to develop a quarterback and win football games. But my number one take on Trey Lance was after we watched him in the preseason game one and you agreed. And we both talked about this a lot because you've always said young quarterbacks have to play. He has to play more. What does that mean? It means I think he he needs some time to develop here. Full stop. I believe in him. Also, now, some people would say, like, you, your evaluation of the game, there are other people who just thought in that moment, that game, he was better than we said that he was, oh, which is fine. Like, my well, response well, to somebody who said that was great. Like, listen to 15 different opinions <clears> and then decide
1: where you think he is. But even though I disagree yeah, with – not everyone should game, think the same, right? If you, get to, if you got 10 coaches, right? right. Andy Reid to Sean Payton to Kyle Shanahan and gave him 10 quarterbacks and said, rank them wouldn't their ranks all be different, whether it was college guys or pro guys? But
0: my, here's what I would say is if you took that situation and gave 10 different NFL head coaches that Trey Lance game tape and said, give me two, I want two categories from you. I want one, I want a game grade. And two, I want to know what you think he can become. Somebody might give you a B-plus game grade and somebody might give you a D-minus game grade. But they can both say, I think he can be as good as Josh Allen. Right? Right. And I kind of feel like that's the simplest way to explain Sunday. Some people gave him an A. Some people gave him a D. I hadn't really thought of him in those terms, but I'd probably give him like a C. Right? That's probably I where given I was. a C
1: When I rewatched, I'd probably give him a B minus. Okay. But it, I still reach the same conclusion big picture with him. He's got to play. He's
0: got to develop. I think he's got enough to help you win right now but you got to help him. We did a whole conversation of listing all the other factors that were to blame.
1: The first play of the game he's running for his life. The first play. Yeah. One thing I learned when I was in the NFL and it, it, it doesn't matter now. And I, it happens to me a lot now, but in the job we're in, it, it just doesn't impact you. When you make bold statements, like this guy can be this guy in the NFL, like that, They look back at you a year later, two years later, right? When you say, because it hit me this weekend. I was watching uh, Robert Woods. I guess it would have been Thursday night. Robert Woods was a guy that I scouted, went through USC. And I remember with a guy that I was kind of be like, this guy can become Reggie Wayne. And it turns out Reggie Wayne is, you know, obviously like a borderline Hall of Famer. Robert Woods isn't as good as Reggie Wayne. But I did feel pretty validated. Like his career has really come into its own, right? In LA and he's become a guy that can give you like he can have like ten catch one hundred fifty yard games, but when you make really bold statements like Jonathan Kaminga can become Tracy McGrady, like we all agree that because I think Trey Lance is like Trey Lance can become Josh Allen. Well, now we've all watched Josh Allen for a year and a half, and should I get Andy Reid on the phone and he'd be like, "Yeah, it's, that guy's one of the top five players in the league," <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's a very very bold statement. It's just something naturally that we all kind of do. I think sometimes that's unfair. Right. You just let him become a good player, because in fairness to Josh Allen's, if if you and I were big Josh Allen guys, like we both were. Now, part of it is probably biased. The California thing, the Valley thing. I just resonated with him. It just feels like I know him without even knowing him. Like, I just know him. Right. Like I know his high school football coach. Like, I just feel like I know him. And he's so easy to root for. But I, I would feel the same thing about like Mahomes. Like, yeah, I just kind of—he feels like a guy that could have been a Fresno State, right? He just—he just feels like that his vibe. That if those guys were lucky, and part of this is when you get drafted at third overall, and, and which is not his fault. You know, you, you often say the thing with Greg Papa says just because you give a guy one hundred and ten million dollars doesn't mean he's going to start scoring twelve points to twenty points, or be go from a two fifty hitter to a three hundred hitter, or go from an eight hundred yard rusher to a seventeen hundred yard rusher, like. But with draft prospects, it's easy to kind of talk like that. And he didn't dictate, you got to trade all these picks for me, right? You know, I, I'm trying to save your or make help make your career or be your Josh Allen or be your Mahomes. But that is the situation he's in. And I think sometimes that I critically judge, like, what's on the line with him, right? There are a lot of chips in the middle of the table on him. And it's not his fault, because the one thing that really crystallized rewatching that game and there's nothing wrong with this. Josh Allen was the biggest project I've seen who became a great player. Like, I mean, a, a an elite player, a guy that if you had, did the exercise, get every general manager, do the poll, who would you take number one overall? He would get some votes, right? And if you did like, write your top three, he would un- universally would be in the top three. So like that's what people kind of start comparing originally. Where you know Trey Lance, what if he can just become a top eight guy? That's fine, right? He just, but he's got a long way to go, which is okay. But it's I have to balance like, and you know, because we were judging like that game's to win. Like if he right. starts, if he's healthy enough for the Colts, as just I mean, John Gruden was taking up so much of my energy last night. Every time I looked up, but clearly the Colts, you know, are a really talented team. They have a really talent. That would be a That's going to be a tough ass game for Trey Lance. Right. But the Niners got a lot on the line in that game. You lose your two and four. Like, let's face it, like kind of kiss the playoffs. Goodbye. All of a sudden, like that's a enormous game for them, Lucius, but but he has to like work through all these issues as a project.
0: Lucius Thomas on YouTube and on the stream says Josh Allen rookie year was 2018. This is his
1: fourth year. Um. It's and think st- about the team he got to go to, too, right? There weren't expectations. They didn't trade up, or I guess they did go from like 12 to 7, but he got to just by the second year, they were a wild card team, right? It wasn't like the whole franchise wasn't predicated on, like, he had to be good, but th- this is probably exceeding their expectations. Yeah, here's the point, though. He was good year three, right? He actually was solid year two. He was twenty and and nine, and they were a wild card team. Remember, they he, yeah. they were kicking the Texans' ass in the playoff here's, game. Here's on the, the road. point:
0: like quarterback development takes a few years.
1: So, how good can
0: you be while you're developing if you're supposed to be winning football games, right? That's not, Trey, All Trey Lance can do is develop, but but that's part of this conversation. Is like, is this, this this franchise
1: needs to win games and develop at the same time, and that's a very tough thing to do. See, and part of my conversation is I think ideally he is Josh Allen, right? His first and second year, you just live through it all. The problem though is like, that's his comparison now. And when you say the two words, yeah, Josh I, Allen, you start viewing MVP.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, well, we'll, well, let's talk about other quarterbacks in a minute. We'll get to that. Let's get back on, on to task on this, which is let's do it. We were going to go through some of the YouTube comments on the video and just react. Can you read that? Is that too small? Um, uh, Yeah, I I could put it on my bigger screen. I just want people to be able to see Here's some of the comments. Uh, So Bam Bam said it was his first pro uh, pro game as a starter, a year out of football, first week of prep, on the road, big-time division opponent. I'd say uh, I love that he had to finally go through some real adversity, get a real feel for NFL games. That's what all the other rookies are going through. They're only going to be better for it. Too hard on Trey, man, way too critical. It's funny because I agree with literally everything in that paragraph except for the the end that said we were too hard, because it reminds me of what Mike McDaniel said in the preseason, which was you want guys to fail so you have something to to improve on, to coach them yep. up on. Yep. I, um, uh, Kupulisky said big disagree on the he overwhelmed and couldn't be further from a starting point. He needs to work on accuracy and reading the field, but he's no worse than any of the other rookies this year. He also looked poised and comfortable, also made some big throws to Debo and Ayuk. I think you guys are being overly negative on this guy.
1: Go
0: That's where point. I I would agree the word overwhelm. And 29 thumbs much. up on that comment, by the way. The overwhelm word was harsh. Um, I'll tell you one part of this. I don't I don't love the well, you guys didn't say this about Justin Fields or you guys aren't saying this about Zach Wilson. Well, with five quarterbacks go in the first round, like the odds that three of them are really successful are not good. So, it's not about him versus Zach Wilson. It's not about him versus Justin Fields. It's about does he turn into a kind of quarterback that you're not trying to replace, which is most quarterbacks are guys you're trying to replace every two or three years, right? That's what Garoppolo became. So, yeah. I don't, it, it's irrelevant. Now, the point, if you're making the point like, well, look, those guys are examples, all these rookie quarterbacks struggle. That's true. That's true. Rookie quarterbacks do really struggle. I, if we, if I didn't, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm very cognizant of that. I'm okay with that. Uh, Jonathan said he also had no help on the right side of the line. Kittle was out, didn't have a number two receiver. Your run game is learning too. Trey will be fine. I agree with all of that. And I'll add, I said this the other day, and then I saw maybe Dennis Brown or Joe Staley said this. And we did talk about this a little bit. Like, I hope for their sake, they get better with the holding penalties and that some of them are a result of just not quite knowing where he is on the field, where Lance is and learning how to play with him because they, they, his team put him in too many bad spots. First and 15 second and 15s. Like they did not make Trey's life easy. So I agree with that. Yeah. A lot of penalties. Um. Uh, This is his first NFL game as a starter. He didn't play much in college. It'll take time to develop. The problem here is Kyle seems to have lost it temporarily, hopefully. And I
1: hope he's properly coached somehow. See, see this would be my... Now, if I'm overreacting, every single person is acting like Kyle's just an idiot now, where two years ago, everyone was giving him the circle jerk, where I would push back and be like, well, if we're going to question one of the two, wouldn't it be the safer element to question Trey and just some of the things he's working with than a guy that's been around the league for 30 plus years and now been a productive offensive coordinator for uh, you know over a decade (laughs) like I that one to me and I listen I I I was critical of Kyle's plan but watching the game like we'll probably get into this later in the week you know your your car analogy he tried to make it easy for him you know part of making it easy for him now should you just let up? should he have let him throw it 40 times? Because he was not accurate. And his loopy release was getting, balls were getting you know batted down. And we you and I were involved in a Twitter conversation, this is getting really into the weeds, of someone like, do you think these batted balls, and he wasn't saying it like this, we were just having a normal conversation, are gonna continue. And I'd say, yeah, I would imagine, when you play Trey Lance, the major coaching point is, when you start to see him drop the ball, put your hand up. So yeah. I do think batted balls are something this year with the loopy release and who knows it it is not a guarantee right like let's use a baseball analogy we uh we were when we were playing golf to you know a week ago right devin played college baseball and you hear this from a lot of baseball guys hell it happens to guys in the pros that i can hit fastballs like good athletes that are good baseball players that play past high school can hit a fastball it's the breaking stuff and then once you get really into the weeds like in the pros it's like get in on their hands with the breaking stuff that's the hole in their swing and some people's like we can fix that some guys never fix it and it's always so it's it is not the one thing that concerns me the most that it's not a lock to be fixed it might not be fixable right it just might be something that's always part of his game it might be, I bet it can be improved. It might not, it Not might not ever look
0: like, you know, Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo's release, Dan um, Marino, Dan Marino. But, but this is why I keep saying, like, I think, I think his arm will naturally speed up once he is quicker at recognizing what's happening and where he's going. Not that his arm will actually physically get faster. He'll just make decisions faster. And so the ball's out earlier. But that, but that still goes back to my point where it's still part of his repertoire. Yeah, and, and this is, really is I was thinking about this the other night. I would love to talk to a quarterback and really ask this question. Like, do you have to change anything when you get to the pros when the players in front of you are bigger? Like, do you have to pick different lanes to throw? Do you have to throw some passes differently than you did in college? Maybe if you're a shorter quarterback, you've always been short. That's different. But size that. is not an issue with him. No, no, no. But But he's not but the the guys on the defensive line are big too. So they put their arms up, you know, he's no, not, not 12 feet tall, but our guys saying, putting no, arms what up. What I'm non-stop saying is short like quarterbacks. What I'm saying, short quarterbacks were always short. So they've always had to find other ways to throw. Yeah.
1: It was like the argument. AJ Watt defend. wasn't
0: playing D uh, the defensive line. And
1: what's well, the argument for Devonte Smith? Like, how is he going to figure it out in the NFL at 165 pounds? Well, he's always been 165 pounds. He figures it out. That's his body. Yeah. It's right. why like Anquan Bolden,
0: like he aged well.
1: Keenan Allen's gonna age well. Why speed was never part of their game. How does Keenan Allen get open? He's a four seven guy. I don't know. He just fucking gets open because he's elite at it. Wanda <laughs> Wanda Brown on YouTube comments the this the live stream comment I should say
0: said I'm glad you guys are retracing. I thought the kid was better than your analysis. Then she changes to she meant retracting. Uh, uh, retracing, yes. I would not qualify this as retracting at all. I I stand by that. I. I stand by how I felt about it. I think it's about making it clear that it's not a re I, I didn't reevaluate what I thought of Trey Lance well, as like let's, a prospect.
1: Well, let's talk about why I actually am so bullish on the guy because Can we I not do think. Are you talking about like the other quarter? I don't want to jump yeah. there. Yet. Let me get to a couple more. Okay. These. Uh,
0: another YouTube comment. Um, th- this one I liked. This one got thirty. This one got twenty-three upvotes. John, thumbs up. Hoodlum four one five. This is exactly why I can't take these people seriously. Man played one game, and they've determined he's the most flawed quarterback to ever play. Shit's comical. You think that Jim Bob giveaway is their reasoning to make such outlandish things. I, that might be a typo. Then somebody named K says, fair chance John eats a lot of crow in the next few seasons. We'll see.
1: Well, if Trey Lance is good, that I don't... you. You Didn't I say he'd be the number one pick in the draft? And the Niners, I would. I'm glad they're. I would have taken him over but, Zach Wilson. But I, let's not what? let's not interrupt the flow for this. So then K says that. Then Kiki M says, "Dude,
0: I'd rather you make a video than these jokers." LOL, they dumb AF. Then K says at Kiki M, "Whatever quality I ended up with, I would do it with fewer vodka and gambling
1: ads. <laughs> You'd have less money in your pockets though, Kiki." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, a couple more, John. Let's remember Justin Fields had a worst-looking game, uh, one of the worst-looking games ever for a quarterback, and bounced back nicely in the second game. Uh, Trey will bounce back. Um, fire the great says first NFL start. It's what I expected. I personally want to trade a sit as long as possible. Problem is people are all over these QBs with unrealistic expectations. It just takes time. Uh, Fan here's another good one. This one got ten uh, upvotes. Uh, I guess upvotes is a Reddit thing. Thumbs up. Um, How out of touch are you? You are isolating a rookie where it should be evaluated collectively. You can't just evaluate a rookie like this. Kyle didn't put him in a good position either. Offensive line is horrible and constantly getting beat. What do you expect from him? And then Hitch says, I usually agree with them. I love this channel, but this take is ridiculous. Disappointed with this take. They're wrong. You know, and and to be fair, like we, we do some topics. We put them up as individual videos. We did another conversation that was, again, listing all the things that weren't Trey Lance's fault, like line play, Kittle, maybe not being set up. As it turned out, a couple play like the fourth and one play that he ran and got stopped on, which no one's really critical of him anyway. On that play, check fell down. Um,
1: you know what's funny watching it again? check actually was open; he could have thrown it back. He was kind of yeah, going it was, like this. I know. What's I that thought, play supposed to be like a Kelsey? You know that they run a lot yeah. where the quarterback goes and then he flip it back and he just walks in the end zone. Yeah, it's like a pitch behind him. You know, yeah. kind of in an angle.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's oh, you think it was supposed to be a pitch play? I thought he was supposed to maybe it was.
1: Well, because he was
0: gonna snap. The route he, did look that way.
1: He had already snapped the ball and was already moving. Uzcek was behind him.
0: Uh Ben V on the stream says these can't these two can't admit to being wrong. I I don't I see this is the part that bothers me is like going in these circles. Like I really like him. I've said I really like him for months. I yeah. said I didn't think he was great the other day. I still think that if you thought he was better than I thought, who cares? I don't, that's the part I don't get. Like we're all going to sit here and watch this thing play out. I believe in the guy. I said, it wasn't all his fault the other day, but that interception he threw was bad. Now the crazy thing about that pick, John, I loved everything about that. It's one of the tightest spirals he threw in the game. Athletically, it was a pretty elite play. Like if he can dial that play
1: in, that's a pretty unique throw, right? One thing I'm going to end it on this. Okay. One thing that did stand out to me on the pick He's kind of open. There were five guys around. Five, him though. yeah. It so, was
0: and and Dwelly or somebody was just yeah. check was just standing over there. I,
1: I, I've said my piece.
0: Uh, I feel like I want to keep going on this, but. Um,
1: well, we're gonna have as long as he keeps playing, we'll be all right. We have a long we have a long way like, to go. Yeah, I I just it's not like he's in a contract year. <laughs> he's, not, he's not going anywhere. This is a full thing. I believe it.
0: I want the uh, my here's the other thing. Our take after the game was play him again. Keep playing him. Play him the rest okay, of the year like l- last the the, quarterback.
1: Last thing, if if you and I worked in the Niners organization and we were scouts yes. and we were uh, we were getting ready for the Colts game, right? You would write your we were advanced scouting the Colts. We were doing something on Carson Wentz or you you know, Darius Leonard, any one of their players. In our evaluation, we would base nothing on one game we would watch three or four games worth of snaps. You never write, unless it's like a practice squad guy in you know preseason games where you only get so many snaps. But once the real games start, you never in college, like when I was a college scout, your evaluation is based on a body of work. What are the Farhans? What are the Daryl Morris? Like the one thing they are 100% right on when it comes to number stuff is sample size matters, right? If you're a 80%... Corner three shooter, and you've only shot 10 three pointers on the season, you're eight of 10. It's not the same of the dude that's 50 with 200 attempts that's made 100. So the sample size matters. We have a long way to go. I think we can make like Justin Fields, You the game. Justin Fields got zero criticism, zero, including myself, who was critical of Matt Nagy, who is one of the handful of NFL coaches I happen to know. But it was just so embarrassing. And I thought, like, God, I'm this is the one guy I know. And it's like, should I just not even touch it? But it was the number one story. He, Fields got a pass. An absolute... Nagy got, as the kids say, dragged, right? Dragged. Not one person, not one person was critical of Justin Fields in that game. That's where I would push back. Like, that's the one thing with the NFL. More than baseball, more than basketball, is it, it goes kyle even on this game and with us like i would say not quite naggy level cleveland browns but i do think kyle like on the pendulum clearly with the fans it was like 90 10 kyle fields or i mean uh trey yeah of just like no one was yeah. critical of like people like don't even touch like nope his release uh, i know it's a problem but that's not the issue right now like people won't even touch it it's like kyle kyle that fucking moron what, what the hell? Did, offensive football, the running, Trey, what does he know about running the football? That's, let's face it, that, that is the conversation that all these people calling us nuts are, and listen, we've been critical of Kyle too, are absolutely shitting on Kyle Shanahan. That if he was unemployed tomorrow, let's just hypothetically say, fired tomorrow, not because of emails. Like just, they, Jed York's like, I've had enough. <laughs> You're done. D'Amico, head coach. Would Kyle Shanahan be a one hundred percent lock to be an NFL head coach in two thousand twenty two? How many how many job offers would Kyle Shanahan have Do you, if you overrun? Let's say there were eight openings. Yeah, seven I mean, of them.
0: Seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just now I will say this too. Like uh, something I was wrong about. Let's just I'll share something I was wrong about. I thought Jimmy Garoppolo was going to get a lot better. I thought he was going to be a really – I thought Jimmy was going to become a top 12 quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. That's what I thought about him. And he and he did not
1: improve. Didn't get better. Well, th- this this goes back, guy, on the Josh Allen comparison. Once you've been doing it long enough and you're not – you could be – and I think this is a strength of ours – unemotional about the things you're talking about, even though Raider fans are back, you guys are emotional about it. Yeah, at times we kind of were, but it's fun. Uh, not the Gruden topic, but just historically, right? Is that I, when you make those statements, it just, it sets up for a letdown because that's more than likely he won't become Josh Allen. And that, and I'm not saying like he still could become a pro bowler, right? Well, I think what makes Josh Allen, Josh Allen,
0: or what makes Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is that they're the outliers. Right, Fact. which is what you're trying to draft when you draft third, is you're trying to get an outlier. But uh, 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 Rocky Mountain Razorback says, guy, you should have known better on that Jimmy take, LOL. Yeah, you know, I didn't actually say I was wrong there. I said I thought he would get better, so I was kind of blaming Jimmy for making me look bad. I should have known, I should have recognized, here's one thing that that I allowed to cloud my judgment on Jimmy was his release. I watched him and thought, that's the fastest release in the league. It looks like Tom, not that he's going to be Tom because of it, but it is incredibly quick. And that's going to be like one of his secret weapons. But um, I should have paid more attention to the mistakes that he makes to the, to the risky throws he makes when his arm can't live up to some of his, some of what he sees. Like we'll talk about Herbert in a second. I think Justin Herbert for as humble as he is, is like what Justin Herbert has is Justin Herbert makes the throws that at some point in time, every quarterback gets humbled out of making. But Justin physically can make them. Like, that's what makes him amazing is, like, he makes the throws consistently that guys make once or twice or three times a year. But he makes them every week. Because the other four or five times the guy tries that throw it's a pick or it's out of bounds or it's off somebody's hands.
1: I think Mahomes and Allen also fall into that category. They've yeah. just been doing it longer. right? Mahomes yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think... I think Herbert does it
0: more because I think his arm is superior to Mahomes' arm.
1: Yeah, I think all three of those guys are in a pretty special category, arm strength. Yeah, let's split I mean. some
0: hairs. Now let's talk about. Now we look that conversation's not done. You can tell us we were too harsh again, and we'll think about it. But um and I don't like, I really enjoy this conversation. I really do. It's it's a hard conversation to have like on Twitter because I do think there's a lot of nuance, and it just takes so much fucking effort to do nine. Yeah, t-
1: Twitter's not. I mean, let's face it, it died long ago to have legitimate conversations. It's hard. It, it's just difficult because of the ability, and it's always been like this. It's just the difference to me. It's the difference between talking and fucking yeah, texting. Text, That's
0: why you yeah. pick up the phone and call. And then someone's like, "Why are you calling me, dude? I, we're I just know. texting. I don't want to answer. Jesus,
1: I don't check my voicemails."
0: <laughs> okay, on to the next thing. Why don't you start it?
1: Okay, I was, uh, I've thought long and hard about this, and I thought long and hard about this for a long period of time. And I I think the separating factor for great young quarterbacks, and I'd argue great young players. uh, Now, some players might not fall into this category that you would quote-unquote consider great, but I think the Giants core guys, and definitely Crawford and, and Posey fall under this. A huge separating factor when you have special talent, is like the talent can take you so far. Coaches talk about this a lot. And this translates into every, you know, walk of life. I mean, pe- people that give like TED talks will tell you talent is the most overrated thing, right? Uh it's the way you're wired. And it's something in football that the scouting department operates. People think like obviously you spend a lot of time evaluating the skill sets, but like you know, I could show you a breakdown of like arm strength that now that they quantify it. If I rank it with other guys, you can be like, well, that guy's got a strong arm. Cause if he has a strong, like one mile an hour sh- slower than Josh Allen and 10 miles an hour faster than Deshaun Watson, be like, well, that's a powerful arm. Well, he's six foot four. Well, he runs a four or five. Like you can quantify a lot of physical attributes, but the thing you cannot quantify is the intangible stuff. And knowing the guys with the Chiefs really well. We've talked about this before. Is the character stuff on Mahomes is just stupid good. I mean, it's it's incredible. And knowing Sean McDermott, not that I, I mean, I talked to him that much, but I was around him for a year. Then we rekindled at the combine a couple years ago. I text on and off, but I just I'll never forget that his personality. And I think you kind of see it on the sideline. Like he's a really serious guy. Like he's very, you know, if I had to do a coach comp, I'd do like a Brad Stevens. Like, I think he's more human with his individual players, but just around the media and stuff, he's a super high character, super smart, but he's not a fluff guy. He's not a BS guy. He really values character. He loves Josh Allen. Loves him. Lamar Jackson, we both know a guy who works now for the Ravens. He has tried to describe to me over text messages in his time now coaching, like being on the sideline with him. It's one thing training camp and then start playing games he is floored and he trains NFL players, the character and the person that Lamar Jackson is. And obviously he went in thinking like, this guy's awesome and the player's awesome once you watch him play around. But the person he does not hammer home. Like that's all he talks about is like this guy, he's blown away, blown away by this guy and Herbert. We all know, right? His character the character of the core four is what I'm going to call these guys: Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, and 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 Allen. And really, Mahomes. I, I saw you put up a comment earlier that like, uh, I don't know if you read it, but one of the comments was Herbert got shit on his rookie season. No, actually he didn't. He universally got it was accepted. He had the greatest rookie season in like the history of the league. Statistically, he definitely did. And I would say he was universally kind of praised, rightfully so. From but the, the only question-
0: second he started,
1: from <laughs> yeah, the was like, first game. Oh my god. Where Josh was clearly the biggest project of the group. Lamar, unlike Josh, had immediate success, but was nitpicked. All of them. I mean, when I think Lamar Jackson, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is nobody cares, work harder. His attitude in that franchise changed, obviously, his talent and his play did. But, like, what he just did on Monday night, 37 to 43 for 450 yards, Harbaugh giving him game balls. The greatest completion
0: percentage in the history of the league with at least 40 attempts.
1: You only do that by, when I say elite character, that also means like your love of football, your desire, and your drive is just off the charts. His desire to improve for the last three or four years is, because I was someone who, honestly, the two quarterbacks I didn't like in that draft, I was like, I love Darnold, loved uh, Josh Rosen. I was like, I do not like Josh Allen, and I definitely don't like Lamar Jackson. Those two guys are on a Hall of Fame trajectory. And Lamar, to me, went from like a guy, you know, running quarterback to now. It's like, well, he's going 37 to 43. He's killing you with his arm. And his running ability is, he's basically like the buttoned up Michael Vick. Well, Well, He's he's become one of the most exciting
0: passers in the league.
1: Right. I think he's immediately become one of the most remarkable watches in league history. Because Michael Vick was like that immediately. But he was like, he had some flaws. He wasn't that accurate. Like this guy, it's just mind-blowing. It really is. Mahomes is the all-time outlier because he was immediately elite. <laughs> I mean, it was just like MVP, Super Bowl. Where the other guys kind of had to grind. Herbert, not as he had individual success, but his team wasn't winning. So it was like he was in a tough spot. All these guys to me, the character for them is just, it's elite. I mean, it just, and, that, and to Trey the, what we knew about them. And we talked about this when the video went viral from the Colts video is there were two guys and they are a huge character team, right? You think Chris almost, Ballard, Frank, almost to, to fault, their, maybe to their own detriment. We'll, we'll find out
0: as time goes on. Are they talented
1: enough? 100%. But they like divorce Buckner to them. We'll give you a 12th pick in the draft or 13th, whatever all day long. And you know what? They were right. Cause they bet on the person as much as the player. And he was not some like three time All Pro. He was a really good player, like a fringe Pro Bowler. But that was their type guy. And it was Trey Lance and Devontae Smith, who, as I've given the story before, every scout will tell you when you interviewed the two guys that were older, Rugs and Judy. You said, "Who's the leader?" Thinking that most guys are like, "I am I'm the dog." They're like Devontae, <laughs> Devonte. And last year, Waddles like, "Yeah, Devontae was the guy," like that. But it wasn't like because they're like he was just their leader, like the guy like Gronk or AB or. Mike Evans or Edelman would say about Tom and Trey in, you know, when they evaluated him from everyone we talked to and people in the league and people that around the program, that was him. So you bet on those type people to improve. So to me, the most bullish thing I am with Trey, the mechanics, the accuracy, some things that he's a project, you give me the plus character, the plus drive, the plus things that Kyle really values, right? Kyle's like a Ballard. He's, he cares about that stuff. I bet on those guys. So that's why if I had to bet, like I bet on that. Where there are some question marks with some of the other guys, whether they're like that big a deal or not, but there were some legitimate question marks with Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. Mac, like just not good enough, you know, talent wise. And Trevor was the perfect prospect, basically, right? Yeah. I mean,
0: Mac is, it's, it's specifically not a high enough ceiling. Um, I also have been thinking about those four quarterbacks. We both, it's funny, we both came to the show today with um, thoughts on Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar, and Mahomes. Not just because, like, the bigger picture, of the league's in a good place, but in the context of Trey Lance. And one thing that all five of them have in common, Herbert, Allen, Lamar, Mahomes, and Trey Lance, none of them were the first quarterback taken. Even though they all have, Incredible. Trey was the
1: highest draft of the four of them. That's the right. Five of
0: them. Now he was the third quarterback of his draft, right? Yeah. Herbert was Herbert was the third quarterback of his draft, right? Lamar, Lamar was fifth, the fifth. fifth. Holmes was the second or the third. Yeah. So um, I was. Did Deshaun go ahead of him? I'm gonna look that up right now. I keep talking. And we always have that same conversation, but um, but none of those guys were the first guy taken. Now part and of that is, is like. Mahomes was the second. Now, part of that is like, all right, Joe Burrow. All right, Trevor Lawrence, fine. But what is it? Cause there was this conversation about somebody was texting me today about like, how could you miss on Herbert? Like, how could you be wrong about Herbert because Herbert possesses extreme physical talent? Like the other thing with these, those four guys, they're not exceptional physically. They're extreme, like extreme athletes. Right. Josh Allen's an elite athlete, period. Not an elite quarterback athlete.
1: Crazy they're, is Mahomes probably the worst of the five because they're all so elite, right? Um Lamar's the best. Josh is the second. Yeah, of best. the four Trey?
0: Mahomes, I'm not him and him and Trey, I'm not sure who's a better athlete. You think Trey Lance is a better athlete than Mahomes?
1: Run around. It feels a little faster. Yeah. I mean, there's again, Mahomes relative to the wrestling league, it's you know higher end. But
0: I, like, so I started thinking specifically first about Herbert. Like the people who missed on Herbert, why? He was in a freak show. Like a freak show Like you saw the arm. He's huge. He's six six. He runs. Wasn't his game winning play in the Rose Bowl a run? Yeah. Well part of it was, I think, with hindsight, how many of these guys remind me if Louisville had NFL receivers? Devontae I know Josh Parker, Allen. I
1: think, I think Lamar played with Devontae Parker. I think. Devontae
0: Parker. I Herbert, know. you know, his be- Herbert played with a guy named um, Juwan Johnson his last year who's now on the Saints who's a big guy had a huge game against SC.
1: One of the things that's hard... No, par- Parker's older, excuse me. One of the things that's
0: hard to project is um, like, well, how's he going to... What's it going to be like when he's on the field with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams? What's it going to be like when they got Stephon Diggs? What's it going to be like when you start surrounding Mark Andrews or Tyree Kill and Kelsey and like... What's it going to be like? Hollywood's getting sweet now. Hollywood. And I do think one of the things, Trey, we've seen this consistently. You don't have to hit everybody in stride all the time. Debo, I think, Debo Samuel specifically is going to be great for Trey Lance. Great. Because you need a guy, I think, that can make plays for you so you don't feel like you have to be perfect all the time. Right. was it
1: Kelsey You'd do that to Mahomes?
0: Kelsey does it. I think Kittle will do it. I think it's why you got to get Kittle going in the pass game once he gets healthy. Um but that's a hard thing to project when a guy doesn't play with NFL talent.
1: It, but it's all, it's all, all, all these guys, guy. Mahomes has Kelsey, Lamar is Mark Andrews, Herbert's two wide receivers are basically tight ends, right? The way they play. And he
0: had and he
1: had Hunter Henry. Yeah, and he had Hunter Henry, Josh Allen, that Dawson Knox. I think he's an old miss guy is fucking dominating this guy in the treadmill who goes to bills games diehard bills fans i saw him yesterday he's like you see that sunday night game he's like how about he didn't even say alan he's like how about knox i'm like knox is this guy and obviously they get stefan Diggs, so they all benefit from having big size weapons to play with i think the thing that really excited us about trey lance when we watched his college stuff was like that he
0: did stuff that kyle would want right he they ran plays that looked like niner plays and he had the ability to... We saw him throw with touch. I saw him throw with touch. I felt like he had it. He was under center sometimes. There was a lot cerebrally. And I think that's one thing. Somebody with the Niners told me after the draft was they believe so strongly in his in his capacity, in his brain, like who the guy is, um, in terms of how much information he can take, how much information he can handle. But I think one thing that did really Adam, show P- Adam
1: me, Peters, was that com- confident?
0: In it? I was like, Jed, come on, man. You shouldn't <laughs> be telling me this. Um, but he... He clearly, I think, you don't take the some of the physical toll that he takes, he, that he took in that game. I do think you see competitiveness. And I think one thing that will happen with him, that specifically happened with Herbert, because I don't remember with Josh if this was a thing. Mahomes probably wasn't. Lamar, I don't know. But just because I covered Herbert, it was like, Herbert doesn't talk. Is he a leader? Herbert's quiet. Is he a leader? Trey is is obviously not like over-the-top boisterous yet. And I don't think you need a quarterback to be boisterous. I do think there's a quiet confidence with him that will come out more and more and more the more he plays. But it's something that you have to earn from your teammates. And I think Herbert clearly earned it very quickly because he had to play right away, and he stepped into this situation that was pretty difficult. And remember, you gave him a chance. They almost beat the Chiefs. And I think his teammates started to see like, okay, I think – I think Trey's going to have that opportunity. He did have that opportunity the other day in an adverse situation to just make plays and take hits. And it was important. Like you'd get credit. I'll finish this part of the point on this. Bad situations are opportunities like clean pockets and wide open receivers are great, but you don't prove anything to your teammates necessarily in those circumstances. And less than ideal circumstances are great, great ways to prove leadership and toughness. And it's the ability to um, to handle yourself and to stay cool, calm, collected, resolute in difficult times is what gets you credit fast, like real credit, not like somebody tweeted something about you, like really get you to the top of a leadership poll quickly. And he has that opportunity. I just, I, this is why I want him to play, John, is because there is a unique opportunity that they have to give Trey Lance right here to earn that fast that I'd like for them to give him. Just One like def- Herbert had. All these guys had that chance quickly, by the way.
1: One defining attribute, uh, I, I think that, you know, the best quarterback ever definitely has this. It's weird when you say this about Tom Brady, but, you know, you worked with Shane Varine this year, and I know you've talked to, about Tom. With him, and I just think it's clear every time his teammates, whether it be a former teammate in New England, or it be a current teammate in in Tampa, or just guys that pass through for like a year, and the impact he has, humility. And I don't mean humility. It's easy to be humble when you're a rookie, right? It, it, no different. Like your first six months on any job, you're just kind of feeling your way out. You're not walking in demanding shit, right? When you're young. But what about once you have success? And I would say humility. Knowing the Chiefs guys, I mean, Mahomes is, if anything, like his his family members are like the loud, boisterous ones. If you know people are like God, I wish everyone needs to calm down, be more like Patrick Lamar. Did you like last night? Right when the game opened he, or or finished, and he had the historic night. He never acts like it's about him. He honestly feels sometimes a little Justin Herbert style. He's uncomfortable talking about himself. And Josh Allen, just when you grow, born and raised in Fireball, and you go to Bakersfield Junior College, and you go to Wyoming, I'm sorry, you just stay kind of humble. And and this goes back to knowing Sean McDermott; like they're not into like getting up and pounding in your chest. That ain't hit. That ain't Sean style. And humility to me is the defining characteristic of all those guys. It's harder to stay humble as you become big, right? To me, Mahomes. He even—I know—he's playing, making some uncharacteristic plays. His body language and the way he plays, and just the way you see him interact, hasn't changed one iota from when you watched him. I was like first half of his second year, which was technically his like rookie starting season, to the last couple years once he signed the four hundred fifty million dollar contract. He conducts himself. I—I mean, I I say this a lot, and I've never been paid hundred million dollars. If you can act the same. I'm talking the exact same after you get, it's most people act different if I gave you like 500K, let alone 50 million, let alone 400 million. It's human nature. But to be able to do that, to me speaks to the parents, right? All these guys were raised well and coached well and are just have some special wiring. And that's the me with Trey. He checked all the boxes when they got him. You never truly know until they have some success. Cause it actually it's pretty easy if you're a high level guy to handle some adversity, you just keep chugging through, you just keep swinging. It is, I, I think in these public jobs, once we like, like we see a lot of Mark Cuban and Elon Musk, like you just kind of get put on a pedestal the moment you hit a point, right? You, we see a lot of these star quarterbacks or star uh, you know, shooting guards, like they just become American royalty because they're the richest and most famous. And some of them handle it better than others, right? Like Clay Thompson, he's been pretty fucking consistent in his actions when he was making his rookie contract that now he's worth $400 million. And it's, it's something that I think it's easy to fake,
0: but not well, like there are enough interviews. Fake, I
1: don't think you can fake it for long though. Th-
0: no, there are enough interviews. I've always said this. There are enough examples of what you're supposed to say that anybody that cares to, to want to say what you're supposed to say can figure out what they're supposed to say. Right? Like, if you want to do and i'm talking like specifically in these circumstances you can do an interview and just say the right stuff like i don't i think we give way too much credit for that but i looked up to, earlier today again we were really on the same page today with this because before we even started talking about it before the show i pulled up the lyrics from uh uh the pop pop star wow. not for for fort minor uh, uh, fort minor yeah. <laughs> um the, 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 to me, the 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 humble song from pop star Andy Samberg is one of the greatest fake songs ever written. My apple crumble is by far the most crumblest, but I act like it tastes good out of humbleness. Or I'm sorry, I act like it tastes bad out of humbleness. Right. And there's a lot of like you can tell when somebody's doing that, right? Like acting like it tastes bad out of humbleness. I rented and, that movie, by the way. It was terrible. Oh, God, I love that movie. I think it's so entertaining. Because the music's really good. Yeah, it's outrageous. Um, the thing about me is that that's so impressive is how infrequently I mention all my successes. None of these guys are faking it, and you know who can sniff it out if you're faking it is your teammates. Yeah, like Which, that's what, what matters most. It's not wait, that you here's,
1: trick me. It's do your teammates are your teammates what, all in. Well, here's an example. Russell Wilson is one of the not just quarterbacks, one of the greatest athletes I've ever watched since I've been watching professional sports my entire life. He is clearly like his kid. He's a religious guy. He doesn't get in any trouble. Uh, I, from all accounts, he's a good dad to Sierra's, you know, the kid that she had of a future. And now they have their own children. But there is a feel to him that it's like, is this real? And some of his teammates over the years that you could argue are like too raw and real, right? Just were like, what the fuck is this? You know? And that is, no one's ever been like, what is Lamar's deal, right? What, you could even just go some random quarterbacks, right? You could be an average guy, but if you're just normal, like Andy Dalton, for example, I've never heard anyone be like, you know, I like Andy Dalton. Some guys might, he wasn't good enough, but it felt like, you know, people just, if you're just true in your own skin, it's what I respected so much about Dan Campbell's tears. Like it feels Dan from just his introduction press conference when he talked about biting knees to Sunday afternoon when he cried. He's very comfortable in his own skin. You know, and it's like the Belichick guys. And I'm not saying Russell isn't. I'm just saying like he's kind of, I think, you know, some teammates, if you just have in beers, you know, it would probably be a little hit or miss. Or even Peyton Manning over the years. I think a lot of guys be like, you know, he's an asshole. But once you're around him long enough, if you're just consistent, like, you know, Peyton is just, his standards are like Nick Saban. It, it, you kind of respect it. You're like, you know, this guy is just, can't turn it off, right? Yeah. Pe- people love, you know, our buddy Jeff Schwartz, who played with Eli, know some other people that play with Eli. They just thought Eli was just the most down-to-earth. Again, Eli was a hard worker. He demanded on Tuesdays, your off day. If you were a quarterback, you came in to watch film, do the breakdown with him. But people just like, you're just very comfortable in your own skin. And I think ideally, you want that guy to just be a normal, humble guy. And it can be difficult. The praise you get, the money you make. But I think those core four guys, Mahomes, Lamar, Herbert, and Allen, and we'll see with Herbert like as it keeps going, but it's pretty clear. like They're just very comfortable in their own skin.
0: Yeah. Herbert's ceiling is incredibly high. So is his floor. Um, I think the other thing with all four of those guys, it's easy now to be like, yep, superstars. All four of them have gotten, have improved. Like all four of them have taken big steps. Now it's easy to find people who really believed in Mahomes or really believed in Lamar. It's, it's easiest of that group. I think to find people who really believed in Herbert. Um, But But even then, I would say this having watched Herbert, I think his touch and accuracy, now he's throwing to bigger receivers, I think it's improved a lot. Uh, I think it's improved a lot. And I watched him in college, and I think a lot of people that watched him in college go, God, how could, why didn't they make more out of this? How were they not, how did they not take advantage of this? But this is why you err on the side of a lot of talent is because there's a lot of room to improve. You want somebody to have room to improve. If somebody is already at their best when you get them, how much room to improve is there? All four of those guys have gotten a lot better. Like a lot better. And I don't think we talk about any of the four like they're done developing either.
1: No. Well, I mean, they're all like 24, 25, 26.
0: Yeah. So, but part of that is, you know, let's go, let's go,
1: let's go, let's go, let's
0: go, let's play, let's play, let's play, let's play, let's play, let's play. He's got to stay in the game. Get him on the field. Got to stay healthy. Yep. But he got to get on the field first. All right. Uh, Before we go on, John, let's tell the people about WineAccess.com. Slash ham, wineaccess.com slash ham. We're right now at wineaccess.com slash ham. You get fifty dollars off an order of one hundred and fifty dollars or more. Hell of a deal for some great wine.
1: Yep. And to go to wineaccess.com slash ham. Whether you're looking for a twenty dollar bottle or a two hundred dollar bottle, wine access has something for you. I know I've sent it to several of my friends for different events, send for gifts shop on your own shop for your wife shop for your mom shop for anyone you know who likes wine each delivery comes with a story behind the bottles we've talked about this before it's like a you know the play sheet that coaches put over their mouth brandon staley's big about this whenever he's talking he covers his mouth uh it's like a uh, baseball style you don't want anyone stealing your stuff you see the astros people think they're stealing again uh wineaccess.com slash ham shipping included if you when you buy six or more bottles it's free how about that guy six or more bottles, free shipping.
0: That's the pro tip right there. Um, I told you the other day, having my last shipment, I do recommend the Two Angels Petite Syrah. You can just type that in, type in Two Angels Petite Syrah. There's so many options. Like you can shop by variety, by type, by country, by region, by food pairings. Um, if you're like, you know what? I eat steak five nights a week. Then just go go click on red meat and just order bottles of wine for that. But, um, but it, there's a lot of options. So there's one I would start with that. Two Angels Petite Syrah, Red Hills, Lake County. Uh, I think it's a $25 bottle. So boom, oh. there you go. You're off and running. And like, did you say this? One out of 18, only one out of 18 bottles make it. So exclusive this is some of the club guy. Pain. It's exclusive very exclusive. Club. It's exclusive club to get for the wine. You don't have to be in the club. You just, it's not like us. You just get on, get what you want. So um there's some limited time offers. There are subscription options, but that's that's not what we're talking about here. It's very easy. Globally recognized wine experts curate a bunch of great wines. You jump on there, you get 150 bucks in the shopping cart, and then you get $50 off. And like John said, if you get six bottles, shipping is also included. Bam. It is an awesome deal. It's an awesome deal. We speak from experience with these. Um, wineaccess.com ham. To save 50 bucks today, that's wineaccess.com slash ham. Yep. It's also brought to you by decked.com ham. Deck.com slash ham whoop 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 whoop. protect your tools and your gear with the toughest most durable secure and weatherproof truck bed storage solutions on the market
1: yeah guy if you if you have a truck you're listening to us you're a working man deck makes organizing accessing everything you need so much easier each of decks two Full bed-length drawers can carry up to 200 pounds of whatever you got. If you're a tailgater, you know, if you're going Sunday, Niner game, I don't know if they got the ingress-egress over in Vegas, LA. Not quite sure about their ingress-egress either. But I know at Levi's, they do have some tailgating spots. You you put some uh, put some cervezas in one of the drawers, throw some ice, and boom, you're ready to tailgate. It's a tailgate special. But here's the thing, guy. Decked is 100% made, American-made. USA, you know, the 50 states, America made here and has a lifetime, no hassle warranty with a second to none customer service. We've dealt with them before. Talk to them. They, they're big believers in customer service. And uh, once you become a, a customer, they got your back.
0: Yeah, that's right. Whatever you got, you got, you got to do, make it for a tailgate, fill that bad boy with ice. Like John said, you can roll up your, uh, your four wheelers on there, 2000 pound payload capacity, load, uh, payload capacity, load floor, the drawer slide underneath uh protect your stuff from the elements, protect your stuff from theft. That's a oh. big deal. That's a big 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 deal. Yeah, we don't want uh, to. So go check it out. We're for those of you on the YouTube, you're seeing some pictures of it right now. Um uh, just about every full-size truck and cargo van, not just about every full-size truck and cargo van made since the mid-90s, they have a fit for, and every mid-size truck made since around 05, they have a fit for. So, um it's it's really cool. <laughs>
1: deck.com slash ham get a free shipping that's decked.com slash ham free shipping Decked drawer system deck.com slash ham
0: ham go get it appreciate their support and appreciate you uh, going to check them out we do we appreciate uh, all right. people uh we got you know it's funny you and i were talking before the show we're like here's all the different ways we can talk about trey lance and then the question came up well is he going to play against the colts he's got a knee sprain that no one knows when it happened, but he's got it. So what now?
1: I'm not a conspiracy theorist on the injuries with the quarterbacks. I am a little actually, (laughs) but their injuries have been a little bizarre because a lot of times, like when something happens to a quarterback, right, a major injury, you see it happen. With Jimmy Garoppolo, no one saw it happen and he kept playing through it. With Trey Lance, he played the entire game. Then I watched his press conference and he acted like he was completely fine. And then less than 24 hours, they say he has a knee sprain. Now, I'm not saying something nefarious is going on here, but it, it it did to me. I mean, I think to everybody, it was a shocking revelation when they announced that he has a knee sprain. Was it shocking to you when you saw Trey Lance knee sprain? Because we did not see it happen. And a huge part of the game, like, did it happen the last play of the game? He was running the entire game. It was shocking to me. Uh... Yeah, it was shocking to me. What was
0: not shocking to me is that, a, that that when you when a quarterback plays that style of game, that they get hurt. But yes, it was don't, shocking. Don't, because but it, don't I we usually see
1: it happen on the field, like they yeah. kind of limp off or you know need some help up? Or there wasn't one play where he got up slow. And he and again, if you watch his press conference after the game, I actually noticed this on the second time around because you and I had talked off air a little bit about this. Like there's a confidence to running that Lamar has, right, and that that uh, Cam Newton had. And when I say confidence, that goes into like recklessness fast. When Lamar's running and there are people like he will dive high. <laughs> Cam was clearly did that a lot, right? They would put their body in places that their GM and owner in the box heart had to just stop a lot when you watch those two players. I can't imagine maybe just become numb to it with Lamar. One thing I think Trey did, and he mentioned this after the game, he's like, you know, really beside the hit I took on the goal line, I never got hit. And when he, he's not going to slide, I don't think. I mean, we didn't see him slide. He does get down. Like, I think his style of getting down is he gets down fast, and then they hit each other. Like, he is not taking the hits. He said that, and I thought, like, you know, I, I know what you're saying, but you still have guys landing on you. I actually think he's purposely, the way he was hitting the ground, was to, like, avoid some hits. Not the goal line one, which I just think he found himself in a position that I don't yeah. think he planned on at the beginning. But all the other ones, watch. He kind of torpedoes to the grass as the other guys. He's not diving into guys. Which, which is good in in theory. But he's still going head first and he still can get hit if they get him. Yeah, but the, the, to me, what's hard about it is
0: it's he you're he's decisive when he decides to run. Like he goes, like he has no problem running. That much is clear. But when you're trying to find your runway at the end of the play, there's a lot going on. Right? If you just know, if you have it in your head, I slide. That's what I do. I slide anytime it's about the plays, about that, I slide, right? The way Russ often does it, the way Kyler does it, like they, there is no indecision in how the thing's going to end. He has no problem jumping off the diving board. He just doesn't jump knowing he's going to dive or do a belly flop or do a 360 or do the thing where you like grab one foot and put it in the air. That's the, that's the problem. So like ending the run is the challenge for him. And part of it might be getting used to the speed of the game. He's clearly not afraid to get hit, but I don't think he's yet figured out what the best way to end some of these runs. And to me, that's when you end up just it's better to decide you're going to take somebody on or you're going to slide than to be in between and not exactly know the best way. And I think you see him. Now, I got to be careful because they've done studies like when you watch somebody in slow motion, you think faster than they're moving in slow motion. So, like, you can watch somebody in slow motion and watch their eyes look to the side and think... And then you watch it, go, oh, my God, he's looking for who's going to hit him. But it's actually... It's something that happens so quickly that you can ascribe thoughts to a person in slow motion. I feel motion. like easier
1: your referee friends telling you... No, no, no. Their-
0: I listened to a, a a book about psychology, that this was one of the things. Like, you assume intent when you watch somebody in slow motion that may not be there, right? Like, you watch... I don't know. A fight. You oh, I can tell he's trying to kill him with that punch. You look at his face. His lip is mad and his eyebrows. It's like no, he's just defending himself. Um, but I, I do think there's something to what you're saying. Like he's just. I don't think he knows quite how to end the play yet. And hopefully that'll that should come with with time. And part of it is that he is he knows he's big enough to go make um, to to take somebody on.
1: Were many Bakers and uh, JJ Watson, Chandler Jones at. Uh, at uh you know south dakota state probably or or isaiah simmons and he won that battle he did he took him
0: out i i i think i'm very to me this is a fascinating story they need to win they need to beat the colts um jimmy was close to being ready for the game that they played against the cardinals right so presumably garoppolo should be ready by the time the colts game rolls around if nate sudfeld starts you could throw any of your conspiracy theories out you would not intentionally hurt trey lance to play nate sudfeld that's true um one thing i'm confident in trey lance will play again soon um you know even if jimmy garoppolo is healthy enough to play i doubt we'll ever get him back to 100 percent and uh you know either he doesn't play well enough to win or he gets hurt and i i'd be we have not seen the last of trey lance I'm, i'm i don't know if he'll be the colts the quarterback against the colts i hope that he is me too um i really hope that he is for a variety of reasons but I, I am confident
1: that we have not seen the last of him. I, I think we'll see him again soon. I think I speak for everyone. And this is nothing against Nate Sudfeld. I'm sure he's a great guy. Not a soul wants to watch Nate Sudfeld. And partly because we expect it to be really bad. I mean, never forget, <laughs> Nate Sudfeld was the reason that everyone acted like the Eagles threw the game. Not because oh, sure. they like were right. They just... People were acting because they put him in the game. Like, putting Nate Sudfeld in the game alerted the entire NFL fan base slash other teams attempting to get that spot uh, to win the division because they I forget who they were playing, Washington, that they were throwing the game. He was viewed as such a poor player that if you put him in the game, you were throwing it. Not because you just run dumb plays or whatever, just by putting him in the game right Giants, Giants fans wasn't it the Giants fans that were getting hosed on that one the the and the players remember they were all tweeting like this is horse shit it's like they were five and seven or something or you know five maybe they were six and ten I don't know how how it was one, one of the Leonard. dumbest controversies but what could not be argued everyone agreed that by putting in the game they were automatically going to lose that's how he was viewed yeah. that's that's him Can't Again, do good it. guy high paid I think the Eagles were giving him like three million dollars to be the backup last year Clearly, Kyle likes him. Kyle doesn't want to do that, John. No, I know. I think Nate. If Nate's smart, you can just you could probably have seven, eight more years now just doing what. Yeah, you're, you're better doing. off not playing. <laughs> yeah, do not play me. Ask Chase Daniel. Like, like yeah, Trey plans, looks bro. ready,
0: Coach. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, Jimmy. You see Jimmy's ankle flexion. we well, see, and that's one of the other things with Trey, right? Is if you didn't need him to run the football, would that change his availability in a game that he has a knee sprain? If running the football is a big part of his of the game yeah. plan with him. You know what I mean? Now you could have a knee injury and you can't be. Jared Goff couldn't play, even though running's not a part of his game, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, it's definitely possible. Knee sprain. We do not want to fuck with this. We're not putting him back there. We don't want him to do something that is going to make it worse. But it, it just makes me wonder because clearly that right now in this moment in time, designing runs for him is is part of the game plan, and maybe it will be forever. That's okay. That that can be part of it, but not all of it.
1: If he hurt his knee on like a random play earlier in the game, not like the last series or two, and he was just able to play through adrenaline, it shows you how hyped up the kid was. Yeah. Kind of like Russell, like my finger doesn't hurt. And then all of a sudden he like takes off his clothes and he goes home to Ciara and he's like, oh my God, my finger is throbbing. Get me a wheelchair. (laughs) All right, since we
0: like conspiracy theories, Gruden. Who wanted him out and why? We did, By the way, if you missed it, we did a Gruden exclusive podcast. It turned out we were going to make a YouTube video Monday night when the news broke, and we also put it out on the podcast feed. But um, any chance you think
1: we get him on the pod or is he promoting probably anything? Yeah, he's he's probably, <laughs> no one's
0: hiring him as a spokesperson yet.
1: No, I think he's going to need a little time for letting You let can start a podcast that could be coming. You get a lot of listens to that first episode. Don't you think?
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: he would, he would get some earbuds. He would get, I actually just got the iPad, uh, iPod pros or whatever. The, the newer ones, they're not bad. No, I just got them. Costco had them on sale.
0: Costco might still have them on sale for like one 80 maybe. Oh yeah. I paid 179. Yeah. Where'd you get oh, them? Pretty Amazon. Basil's. There just you go. Typed it in. I just got them at Costco like two weeks ago.
1: Well, I can tell my, my old ones weren't as loud. And I was
0: like, I think these things are getting worse. Ba- my battery was horrible. And I what? wanted the noise cancellation. I have the over the head and it's just, I don't, some people, yeah. I cannot no. wear those things on my head.
1: Me. It hurt my head. I don't like it. I don't like. You're right. I noticed that they could only last a couple hours and they would die. The, the, the old ones. Yeah. And then I realized the I probably had them for, I don't know. Same. Half, Four or five years. Or yeah. I'm with you.
0: Anyway. So Gruden conspiracy. I, I was texting with Jeff Schwartz about this t- today. We are listing like all, I was like, let's just list all the conspiracies we can come up with. Why did somebody – this is not – let's be clear. This is not about should he or shouldn't he have resigned or are the things he said inappropriate, duh. It's why did the NFL – now, if the NFL didn't leak this stuff, that's different, right? If it was just found the way that information gets found <clears throat> by investigative journalism, that's something else entirely.
1: But it feels like the NFL Why I, 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 stuff? I've gotten a lot of Raider fans DMs that were like, I don't even like John Gruden. Clearly, you know, at one point in time, I thought this was going to work. It hadn't Admit This seems a little. They are going after him and, and and then Raider fans have that like coming after the Raiders and I do, I do think it's fair to conspiracy theory. Ask yourself if this had been Jerry Jones or Stan Kroenke or, you know, Jeffrey Lurie's head coach, would this have happened? Because the Raiders do often feel like they're in the firing line. And my answer to that, and you you and I have talked about this before, and we, in our interactions with them, even though I've never got a true answer on this, he helped remove me from the radio station, which in fairness, one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. I mean, I'm grateful the way it happened, that Mark Davis didn't like my tone talking post-game the way that I talked. Uh, Which is understandable. understandable. But... I don't think the league, and I, I think this is well-known, and I actually was texting with someone that used to work for the Raiders in a business uh, capacity. And Mark Verdane? No, not that high up. But Mark, uh, he stayed pretty silent, actually, since he's left. The league would do anything, and I mean anything. And this is this is an educated statement here. This is not, I, I don't know or met, I don't know anyone in the league office, Rogers never told this to me, but I know enough people that would agree with this. They want Mark Davis to go away. They want Mark Davis to not be the owner of the Raiders. They would love, if Mark Davis just said tomorrow, the Davis family, we're going to sell. The Raiders would do everything in their power to help facilitate that. They would hold his hand uh, along the deal, right? They want Mark Davis gone. So one conspiracy theory is, did they do this to like attack Mark? And my pullback on that would be, This honestly has nothing to do with Mark. Like, if he had done this on Mark's watch, like Mark, they got rid of him pretty quickly after this happened. Yes, he did all this at ESPN. That, um, like, it actually doesn't really reflect the Raiders. There's, there's a lot of does, but it doesn't reflect him. There's a lot
0: of half baked theories. Here's where I would go on that half baked theory, which is one of the top theories that That they want Mark that it failed, that they tried it and it failed, and and the effort was. Let's see if we can get Mark Davis, if if we're going to go down this road, maybe the thinking would be on this particular theory. Let's see if we can get him to defend him. Like, he loves him. He hired him. He went all in on him. Let's see if we can make Gruden indefensible and then put Mark Davis in a position to defend him. And then the blowback on that,
1: we can take the team from Mark. That would have been a tough one, though. I, I know. Well, I know. That would, have been a bull, that would have been a strategy that was probably uh, Hail Mary from where Dan Orlosky stepped out of the end zone. That felt a pretty far-fetched.
0: I'll say this. I was thinking about this last night after we did the show before we get to some more conspiracy theories. I think the number one contributor to my conspiracy theory brain, my development as a conspiracy theorist, or at least what I think of my, you know, like all of us can come up with good theories. We question.
1: We just, you know. What do you question.
0: think contributed for you? The For me, it was watching all eight seasons of House of Cards. Everything comes from somewhere, John. Um, all right. What about the theory? God, uh, Goodell read those quotes and said, "You know, forget that guy. Let's get him out."
1: Too simple. Well, if someone called because you, of what he said to me about, yeah, I, I mean, I I think human nature. If someone who's a, also a powerful person, enormous egos, was talking mad shit about you, and like legit statements, right? Not just like, oh fuck this guy, like just things. You're like, wait, he's saying what? This guy can't say me, and who knows? Maybe they have had countless interactions. You you were saying this to me before the uh, before we hopped on here. They're like when you do Monday Night Football, and I had this happen to me, way way different. But like when you're a partner with a team slash the league, you know they have things that they want to push forward, and I could see John once you read some of these emails not on board with everything, and Rogers going like from a business standpoint, like tell this motherfucker just to do some of this stuff. And John was so powerful, even at ESPN, he didn't have to listen to a soul, not a soul. Maybe Roger couldn't stand him. And obviously Gruden didn't really like him. But then when you tangibly read some of the things this guy was saying about you, like, this guy's done on my watch. Now, the pushback on that theory is the moment you start release some of these emails, again, this was not an investigation about the Raiders and John Gruden. This was an investigation about an owner who was detested by people in the league. They they did a power play the last couple of years to try to get him out, and Dan Snyder somehow won. And he's like, "Don't worry, guys, my wife is now the president of development in the organization. She'll handle it all." It's like, way to go there, Dan. Way to get an independent uh, thought there. But once you go after John, which is, to me, very feasible, like Roger, and this is what I kind of believe, but the more I think about it, like, he's no dummy. He's going to know, well, what were some of the emails that, I don't know, Dan Snyder was sending? The investigation was after? And now, do you see the NFLPA was like, well, release them all. And there are several guys in the NFL, I don't know, Sean McVay, I don't know, Kyle Shanahan, who worked at that organization. They probably, even if you're just... You're like I don't think I did anything wrong, but I. If you told me, John, every email you've ever sent is going to get published right now, I don't think I would sleep tonight. Not because I don't think like there's something too crazy, but I don't know. So it's just, are, do you expect all these emails to get publicized? Because I no. do not. I don't either. But the pressure is not going to stop. Well, that but that's the theory, right? That there's something worse
0: coming, and this is a way to try and distract from it. Um, like you're saying, Snyder's next. Yeah. Or like maybe we But can if there throw was people.
1: something big that means they know about it right now, why would they go out? Like, it's not arguable that someone specifically, specifically leaked emails to get John Gruden, put yeah, him the under question
0: The question is, line. right? The first question, if we were doing like a, a conspiracy theory flowchart, the first question we try to answer is Were they after Gruden the whole time or was he collateral damage for something else? That'd be the first question was the point was the end game get Gruden out or was the end game distract from something else or, you know, give this pound of flesh a trade. Like we'll give you this one, but don't report on this one. We'll give you some Gruden stuff. It'll be explosive, but in exchange for that, you don't do any of the Dan Snyder stuff. I don't know. Yeah.
1: It's just like, well, sometimes somebody like someone give someone a guy 10 years. So you avoid this other guy getting life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I. don't know. Like that's the first. Were they? Was it specifically? It's like Gruden's got to go down. That part's fascinating.
1: Someone um, here is saying ESPN leaked it, which I guess would be possible. But I, there's a chance that no. he didn't send this from an ESPN email. Right? Why would
0: ESPN do that? To get him back on TV? Well, they're not doing that. Yeah. No.
1: I don't think that. I don't it's think it's awesome. had anything to do with ESPN. To me, there. There are. Th- there are three potential people that are doing this, right? It's coming from inside the Washington Reds, uh football team, formerly known as the Redskins, uh, that operation. It is coming from the league office, because that's these are the people that have the emails, all the emails. The football team, the league office, and then the lawyers. There's not like Robert Kraft. I mean, maybe some people sent him some stuff, or right? And then the Raiders got him, but the Raiders got him after like, hey, man, this is coming out. Yeah, you know, the other thing it could be, if, Could the Raiders if, have if leaked the, more? Could the Raiders have leaked more? That's you're your saying theory. the la-
0: the Raiders leak it in order to get out from under the contract?
1: The second part. Like, they originally give him the right. thing, and, and then they send him all the emails, and then the Raiders gave it to the New York Times, and you get rid of John.
0: Unless something has changed, I'd be sh- between Mark Davis and John, which is possible. Really, you know, it's possible. Like, they got him in the building. It's like, wait, I thought you were going to, like, you know, give me the game plans every week, and now you're just ignoring me? Yeah. Um, I guess that's, that could that could be. I did,
1: read, I did read. I did read Uh He wrote an article obviously yesterday. One thing that he wrote was Marcel Reese. You know, is a big Mark Davis and him are very tight. He he Mark Davis wants him to be a big part of the organization. So he hires him as this like uh, I don't even know what his official title is, but he's just one of the guys, right? Mark wanted him to play a role in the football operations. Clearly, Mark Davis loves Marcel Reese. You could argue equally as much as John Gruden, maybe more, right? Would you agree there?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. He wanted John to start using him in football operations. John was adamant, no. So Marcel just did like, you know, broadcast stuff for like the Raiders.com and then did other stuff with Mark. But John would not let Marcel Reese be part of the football operations even though obviously Marcel Reese played like 10 years in the league it's not like Marcel doesn't know football but that is sometimes that I mean that happens when you say probably in a lot of buildings where coaches or GMs I think and you could argue this human nature when it's not your idea or someone's pushing it on you I mean you can get like this you just automatically say no yeah yeah also, I'm paying you ten million dollars, so I, I need you to listen to someone. Yeah, you can't, hey, hey, John, oh, yeah. can fucking write up some second round players? I mean, it's Jesus possible. Christ,
0: I, I I would be surprised, but that's that's possible. Would you be surprised? That, the what? Would
1: well, that? I would that imagine that pissed that, Mark off. No, 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 not that. That
0: Mark would go to this length to get rid of John, because I do think this is embarrassing for Mark. Mark does
1: not. You'd Mark be setting like up this. to make your organization look bad because it, it is yeah, in order coach, to make it better in the end. If you're like, we're getting Joe Brady. Huh? No, I know. But it, I, I I would. Mayock power grab. I, I, listen, I, I don't know Mark Davis really at all. I mean, I've talked to him three, four times in my life. That would feel pretty vengeful. Now, he has I, those genetics in his family. But I that's a lot. Like if you said that was Al Davis, 100 percent. Be, that's why like George I'm Steinbrenner. Sure. Yeah, I'd be surprised by that one. It'd be a well thought out plan. Like it'd be high level execution by Mark.
0: That would that would be some House of Cards stuff. Okay, how about th- here's the other one? You, to your point on the the people who have access, if you are bringing the lawsuit against the Washington Football Team, it is in your interest to get attention on your case. We know that even though a case plays out maybe in front of judge or an arbitrator or- No, remember or though, Washington. it was just
1: the league just promised everyone they'd do an investigation into the shadiness. They weren't like suing their own team. There's no lawsuit here against the Washington I, football no, team? I, what I what thought about happened, the cheer, I
0: thought the cheerleaders brought a- I thought there was a-
1: Well, I thought the you know? league just intervened and said, we're going to look into it and do our own investigation. Now, the cheerleaders might be suing them, but the league, the emails are in a relation to the league saying, hey, we will do an oversight everyone to one of our own properties, right? <laughs> It'd be like if we owned five different businesses and one of them had an issue, but we were also profiting from that one. Be like, hey guys, we'll look into everything shady going on. And what happens a lot historically with like corporate, you know, kind of espionage and cover-ups, right? You don't like you're not going to get rid of this team. And ultimately, like if you, if you don't feel you have enough, so it's that's a tough spot for the league so, to be in.
0: So you you put somebody on blast to make people feel like you did something, even though. But who? Okay, was, I thought, who was I thought there was. I thought there was some like external pressure like a lawsuit or some lawyers but the but league's that's,
1: not suing the the football no, team. no no no
0: not the league i thought there was like a third party involved here but if that's not the case then that theory goes it, out the window i, I don't pretend Another to be theory.
1: that well versed in this there's a dea arrest on the washington football team but in fairness of that if you look who that guy is he had been with ron for all those years in carol like he was just ron's trainer now, it yeah, happened. I just I don't like this theory.
0: arrest. let's do something else to throw people off the scent. That one seems unlikely.
1: Assistant trainer got popped I all last week, too. Yes,
0: that's not. Who do people are like whatever. It's...
1: To me that when I read that he was Ron Rivera's guy, it honestly reflects Ron more than Dan. Yeah. Doesn't reflect Dan. But I, it's but it is. I don't live in this every day. Are people were people banging the drum to find out what was going on? It Feels like that. That to me is the question. On the DEA With, guy? No, not the DEA guy. But just off the scent on the Dan Snyder. Like at this point in time, who's really even talking about it? it, it it'd be one thing if it was just constant, constant, constant. Right? Like uh, like Brady Gade or Ray Rice. I, again, we live on the West Coast. The teams in Washington D.C. Maybe it's a major talking point all the time. It doesn't feel that way. It just feels like out of left field. These things got leaked on John. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it
0: might be as simple as in case any of this comes out, this goes back to, I said this to you yesterday. If you were Gruden and you'd come out Friday night after the Demore Smith thing, I got a theory. Demore Smith, you apologize for it, but you go full B rabbit eight mile. You start saying all the things, you know, they're about to say about you, right? Yeah. My friend cheddar, Bob did shoot himself in the leg and yeah. I I'm did, broke.
1: I can't eat. Yeah.
0: yeah, I do live at a trailer park with my mom, right? You do all of that. In other words, you come out and say, you know, since we're here, I also said some other really inappropriate things in those emails that I want to address. I don't know if they're going to come out or not, but I said some things about women. I said some things about, um, about uh, the gay community. And, um, you know, I, unfortunately I can't hide from those things if they come to light, but, um, you know, I, I, I regret them and I'm sorry. Um, it luckily it's been seven years that have passed and, and I've changed since then. And, um, you know, as I said, I, I just want to get that all out there right now. Like if he had done that Friday, which no one ever does that, you always just wait to see how much is it going to come out and pray that it doesn't, I don't know. Would the, would the reaction have been different? Um, uh, because my, my point in saying that is if you're the NFL, you go, well, we could try and cover up all of this stuff forever and maybe none of it sees the light of day. But maybe we just put some of it out and then we can go, look, we do not tolerate this. This is not acceptable and we're going to get this guy out of the league.
1: What if somehow Shad Khan was privy to some of these emails? Maybe he knew the lo- the lawyer had worked on projects before. <clears throat> they are taking... I mean, that, the Urban Meyer week from hell, they were getting absolutely destroyed. His coach was getting destroyed. His organization was getting destroyed. What if he just threw this out there? Now, why, to me, if he was doing it, he would just throw out the first thing? Like, what would be his vendetta here, to try to ruin John's career?
0: Here's the other thing. If I were the league, I'd be like, wait a second. Urban Meyer's going to be gone here soon.
1: John, Green- well, I'm say- saying the league doesn't, I'm saying Sean kind of went rogue. It's possible. Sean.
0: If I were the league, I would stop him. I'd go look.
1: You were not You don't tell anybody. You just went. We're to not work.
0: sacrificing John Gruden to save Urban Meyer, dude. Yeah. But I, uh,
1: if I had, if I was a betting man, I would simply go with Roger Goodell. I think Roger Goodell, if, if you said that about me and I was making 30 to 40, 50 million dollars and I was, everyone kissed my ass. Wait, that guy said that? That guy said that? Be a pretty simple one. The question is, do
0: you benefit as a league in the end from from this? Maybe you could argue the league does. The league can say, "No, look, this is not. We th- we are not cool with this. But him out of the league." Yeah, I mean, if if you can, because then Goodell, then you can justify this is this is actually for the greater good of the league. Yes, I'm settling a score, but this is going to make the league look good. If you're settling a score, that makes the league look bad in the end. It's you, it's not worth it. I mean, you're not. He's not the boss, right? The owners are the bosses.
1: Yeah, I, I could be convinced of anything. And I do think I over the next 12 months, there'll be a Seth Wickersham type article that will enlighten us more.
0: Um, Andre says, way to show your age, yeah. eight mile. That's almost 20 years ago. This goes back to the Barstool White Sox guy. Like, you know, people quote people quote things. From I'm not mad at that. That's a good point. I can't believe that's 20 years ago. Uh, but like people quote, uh, it's a wonderful life all the time. None of us were alive for that movie. I mean, some people quote it. I haven't quoted it lately. Well, but.
1: I mean, Guy, the the people that they just chose, I mean, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, I mean, their albums were coming out in like 92 and 93. I'm what just are saying about? not being alive for something is not an excuse to not know about it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Not not 20 years. If you like, oh, you don't remember... Uh, you know, Charlton Heston's hit film, like in the 30s. I, no, I of would course argue, not. like, Eminem's so- hit movie in, in 2001 or whatever. It's like, come on, it's not that
0: I'm old. just saying there are some things significant enough that not being alive for it is not an excuse.
1: Yeah, I think Eminem falls in the category that if you're 20 years old, you have an idea who he was. It's like when we were kids, like I, I was born in 84. Michael Jackson already had some hits. Like by the time I, in like late 90s, I knew who Michael yeah, Jackson now was. Now you might not have seen A Mile, but this. I'm not saying you're an idiot if you haven't seen it.
0: I'm saying you should see it. It's a good movie.
1: Yeah, check it out.
0: Watch it before the Super Bowl so you know who you're watching. You know.
1: Well, I know. Do Do a little just, research. You know, one of the highest selling artists of all time. No big deal.
0: Uh, Johnrexmd.com slash ham. RexMD.com slash ham. Some love for a sponsor here. Get real generic ED treatments delivered directly, discreetly to you at RexMD.com slash ham.
1: We all got problems, guys. Listen, keep it to ourselves, all online. You don't have to tell anybody. RexMD.com, over 100,000 men get generic Viagra. No copay. There are no doctor office visits. Your shipping is always free. So don't wait another minute. RexMD is now offering starter packs of generic Viagra. Listen, we got issues. You don't have to tell anybody. Visit RexMD.com slash ham. We want you to have some fun in the bedroom. So right now, get started. That's REXMD.com R-E-X, slash ham. Get on it. 100% U.S. licensed medical
0: providers, professional medical support, U.S. licensed pharmacy. Uh, there's no trips to the pharmacy. Brand name and generic medication that's prescribed, rexmd.com slash ham. Your digital health clinic. That's rexmd.com slash ham.
3: Butcherbox.com slash ham. And another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it.
1: Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code.
2: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medella is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?
1: Someone in the comments was like, wait, Michael Jackson was in Wait Mile? <laughs>
0: hey, is... um,
1: It's pretty good. I guess, is, you know, Free is the free, free will is his, big hit. Is his buddy who's the DJ, did that guy
0: die in real life? I mean, Brittany Murphy died. She was in that movie. Brittany Murphy's dead?
1: Been dead for a few years now. Wow. How'd she die? Drug overdose? Might have been. Yeah, I'm not big in the drug community beside edibles. You know one thing that's happened in the drug community is like stuff is getting laced. Like just weed yeah. and getting laced with fentanyl, and people are dying. Yeah, two thousand nine. She died. Jesus, I'm a little out of the
0: loop there. Probably knew that and forgot. But but what's the the um the other guy's name? The guy who's the DJ, Mackay Pfeiffer. Is he still? Why do I have that in my head? I think I don't we're know. good. Sorry, I don't feel. I don't. Yeah, I scare anybody. We're good. Active actor. Can I give Maybe, you some?
1: Yeah. Some Albert Breer just tweeted. Yeah, the Buccaneers announced. They're removing John Gruden, their Super Bowl winning coach, from their team's ring of honor. He, But here's the
0: thing. He specifically talked shit about the Gladwells in those emails.
1: Yeah. Gladys. So even if he hadn't
0: been kicked out of the league, they could be like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Right? And
1: it, yeah. Especially, I bet the kids that he was specifically talking shit about. I would imagine 12, 15, 20 years later are much more in power now than they were when he was there. Right?
0: Like if he were not fired and the only thing that came out was like not even that big of a controversy, just that he talked some shit about. the. Did I say Gladwell's the Glazers? um, I, Like old school owner, right? New school owners don't really do it, but like old school owner like Steinbrenner's would be like, this guy's out of here.
1: Get him out of the ring of honor. Yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, again, you start doing things to me personally. Like, I had a lot of hate in my heart back when I had hate in my heart. Now I'm just, I, I'm very positive. I root for everyone to have success. Like, I, I didn't, I see a lot of people dancing on people's graves, just in general, not even the Gruden thing. I, I try to avoid that at all time. Like, I, I don't like bringing hate into this heart, guy. I, I root for people to have success. I don't necessarily agree with everything, but I don't root for anyone to lose everything or... Get canceled or lose their job or whatever. I, even if I can't stand you, people, because I, I had some people tweeting me like, "I bet you guys having a lot of fun with this Gruden thing." Like, no, actually, I'm not. Like, I I don't really like this story. I find it actually pretty uncomfortable, uh, and, and I find it sad. I, I mean, I I don't I avo- I don't want to talk about this story. I'd rather have this story like. You'd rather the Raiders lose
0: 52 to nothing for three straight weeks, wouldn't you?
1: No, but honestly, I wouldn't mind if they would have been 5-0 and and been a cool story. And we could talk about, like, could Derek win the MVP? Is Derek going to get extended? But if if I was in charge of something, like if I had more juice at different points in time in my life, when I lost jobs originally with Chip Kelly, then with, uh, I refuse to even say his name in the radio business, to just different things. If I had the power to do some things that, maybe 10 years later, it's like, why did I even waste time doing that? At the time, a Little retribution. I, I completely understand. Yeah, I would go for the kill shot. And I think most of us, most people listening, I think it's a good thing to not have, because you, time goes on. This happens a lot with breakups. You're like, you know, it was actually better than I thought. It wasn't that bad. Like, I shouldn't have been, I shouldn't have said that or shouldn't have done that. You know, they say time heals all wounds. I'm not saying like if Gruden was telling the kid to, you know, blow him. Like I don't blame that guy. A day later, like they might be on top of the roof right now, taking off those names. Right? If I'm that kid, I I would if I I would 100% be like, who is our guy? Remove those names yeah. today. They're like, well, uh, Arian's got the team down there. We don't want to. I get, don't me, get care. me Chris Pacheco and let's get the sign <laughs> company out here. Remove the sign. Um, you know you, people would, say, like, like if you were him? Even if you were like indifferent with John, you thought you were fine. If you saw that, would you be like, that's off? Cuz I probably I always I'm a big fan of
0: like the higher ground, you know? Like don't let them don't let them know that you hate them. Like I'm a I'm a fan of that. But how are you going to look at but, his name if you're on I'd be like, Wait, I'm the ultimate boss. Who am I impressing? Yeah, get his name the hell out of here. Absolutely.
1: What if your office in the building aimed at that name too? You're like, no chance. Get I just don't, it's like it's like keeping his picture up in your home. You remember way, too? He, when they put that up there, right, was like a month before he accepted the Raider job, right? That was Monday Night Football. You remember? That's right. Yep. Uh,
0: Toyn, because it was like, are they going to hire him or like, who's going to hire him? Are the Bucks going to hire him? Toyin on YouTube, by the way, says uh, Brittany Murphy was very sick with pneumonia, I believe, a bad mix of drugs she was taking for pneumonia and other drugs, maybe antidepressants, collapsed while taking a shower. All right. Thank you for that information. I actually
1: uh, watched yes. it was on TV the other day. You know, probably thirty minutes worth of clueless. She was in that, I think. Pretty good flick.
0: It's a fantastic movie. I watched it for the first time pandemic. I was like, I didn't know.
1: This is when really the chick good. gets on the freeway and they're all freaking out.
0: Great scene. Yeah. The that's guy a good from scene. scrubs and uh yeah. what's what's Paul Rudd's all over that movie? Yeah, Paul Rudd's a big
1: part. Paul Rudd's so good in that movie. I, I like the dad who's super rich, you know. Yeah,
0: he plays um.
1: Some lawyer. Doesn't he or... play in the
0: OJ? Is he? Doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. He play in yeah the OJ yeah. thing. He uh, he's taking
1: her out to a date. Comes down, you know, and and oh, like so uh, good. it's a it's a
0: good movie. Um, I've always I've never quite understood when people are like, I wouldn't wish that on my worst
1: enemy. I'm like, well, I would. There's some stuff I'd wish on my worst. I don't have any enemies, I don't think. But well, my thing I've always said the my near death experience, which I might not have really been that close, was my food poisoning incident, where it's easily, it crossed my mind, this is what death felt like. And I think that's something you like, your worst experience, right? Your worst experience in life is always something that you go, I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. That is something like, I, I wouldn't want like, what I want is like, I want you to be fired and have no money. Like, I don't care if like you're getting tortured. I, I don't need you to be a POW. If I don't I have like, no money now, you're, you're taking out the person's children and family. Well, off? I mean, it's like you, uh, things have uh, repercussions.
0: Right? I, I'm with you Th- that, that, <laughs> that thing where it's like, there's, I wouldn't waste it on my worth that. I have, I've not experienced, I don't know. Maybe there's like,
1: like even people I despise. I mean, if I drove by a car crash where it's like, oh my oh, God, that, are people yeah. alive? You
0: know, stuff like but I mean, your worst enemy is your worst enemy. Somebody who like, you know, do you have an enemy? No, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I don't really either. Cause I don't people I, I don't much. like, but that's different than an enemy. I feel the older I get, the less and less people I truly... Like, I see things on social media, I'm like, this guy's a clown. But I don't really have, like, a connection. I mean, there have right. been a couple people in my life at the time, I was like, oh my God, I'm just... But then sometimes I'll be like in a... I remember being in a spin class one time. It was probably within six months after we got relieved of our duties. And we were doing this, but it was, you know... I don't we probably weren't making that much money, probably none. We didn't know how the business worked. And it was gonna be a long road ahead, even though we weren't even thinking like that. And I just remember one time having these thoughts of just vengeance on the person that led us to the spot even though the irony was i didn't even at that time we didn't even want to be there anymore. we did not want to be there anymore but we i just happy. remember the vengeance in been my happy head for like months we'd been on i, that. Know, I know the vengeance I was like oh my god if i had like goodell power i i wasn't hmm. thinking like roger goodell but if i like if i was in a position if i gave I would, out the radio licenses and i was in
0: charge of the fcc
1: i would destroy <laughs> i would destroy and then it kind of clicked like why am I thinking? Of, there is no chance this guy's thinking it's about poison. me. Why am I yeah. wasting my energy thinking about them? And then probably was, for another year, I still kept thinking about him. But it was okay. Who uh, um, do we want to save? Who's going to coach the Raiders for the next? Yeah, podcast? let's say let's save that. That's not going anywhere.
0: All right, but we'll we'll do that next because the list the list is good. We've got some names to add to it.
1: All right, see, Lane Kiffin. He he had a pretty funny line yesterday. They're playing Tennessee this week at Tennessee. And they're interviewing him yesterday. He's like, "Yeah, they're playing really well, and it looks like that you know they have their first uh, sellout with us coming in in years." He just kind of subtle drops. Like <laughs> he said it, and it was really funny. I had to look up who they were playing. I was like, well, "Lane." I mean, you know, I get you talking shit to SEC opponent, but you did kind of screw them once upon a time. Like, why are you still jabbing them? But I was. That's, that's what's them.
0: great about them, though. But why does Ole Miss create a sellout for Tennessee?
1: I think it's Lane. Seriously? Well, I mean, Lane coming back. I mean, that's what's Ole Miss's record right now: five and one. I mean, they're pretty good. Yeah. You notice Lane, his weight fluctuates. Like last year, he was really fat. Now he looks fantastic. He is an ebb and flow guy. I think he might wear it kind of in his chin, in his neck a little bit too. When, when his face Which is happens. skinny, you can tell he's slimmer. How about Lane now?
0: Just It's becoming a thing that he throws his play sheet into the air as he runs down the sideline? He did that last week? I think he did it again, yeah.
1: You see their clock operator almost fucked him on uh, Saturday? No. Well, like, it's, it's, they're up seven points, like 52, 45. I mean, it's an incredible back and forth game. And it's one of those games where, like, neither quarterback's throwing for 400 yards. It's a classic college game where there must have been eight, 40 plus yard runs. That happened a lot on Saturday. You're just like, there's like one of these runs a weekend in the NFL. And in college, their are big plays, just big run. Oklahoma, it's like, they're down 30. How do they get back in it? Handed to the running back like three straight times. He busts like four 50 yard runs. That's all that's happening in that game. The clock, it should have been zeros, but like it's at Ole Miss. They're playing Arkansas. It's a big game, right? They're both like four and one. And the clock operator stops it on one second where it easily could have just gone double zeros. Then they score and then they went for two to win it and the two pointer fucked up. But Ole Miss could have lost the game at home by a pretty, the game should have been over. Wow. I
0: didn't, I saw the two point in the ending. I did not see that part. Yeah. Um, well, you see the urban comment. Speaking of like, you're, you're exactly right. Like in college, you see these big runs all the time. Urban said he, they wanted, their goal is to be 50, 50, 250 rushing yards, 250 passing yards. Someone's like, someone tell urban Rutgers isn't coming in tomorrow. Like you don't run for 250 yards in the NFL. I saw like
1: someone, that. I saw someone took the box score of Lamar. Someone's like, they should forward him this. The key is to be 450, 70 or something. You know, it's like, I, I also think, He's just talking like, totally. does, does he really believe that? Like, do you want to be 250, 250?
0: I know. It might just be he's talking 50, 50. But again, like, is he? You
1: if can't. you are 250, 250, you're probably going to win the game though, right? 250 yards rushing is a lot in the pros. I mean, <laughs> yes. When you control the clock?
0: <laughs> but like, does he talk
1: to his team like that? Because they'd be like, yo. Trevor's like, didn't you draft me to pass? Travis Etienne is not here. James Robinson's like, bro, all I need is like 140. Yeah, I'm good. Two fifty. <laughs> what are you talking about? But I honestly don't think a college coach would really say that. That's is there a chance, in a weird way, he might not know as much about football because he's just he's not as locked in these last four or five years as he became the CEO and more bigger picture stuff like players and recruits and talent. Less about like the nitty gritty of the scheme.
0: Uh, what was his last year at Ohio State? 20, would have been
1: it' been an 18 day's been there 19 20 21 I think uh or is it 19. day's first year wouldn't have been the playoff I think that was day's second year so you, you're saying it was my guess would be 2018 was his last year was his last last he was year. on TV 19 20 come back 21. But when he was at Ohio State, remember like Ryan Day and Herman, like his offensive coordinator, he's an offensive guy. He had nothing to do with the offense. Like it was those guys. I mean, they 20, 2018, no. 2017,
0: they averaged 243 yards a game rushing.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they had, uh, you know, like J.K. Dobbins and Zeke Elliott and Carlos Hyde. Yeah,
0: there. I mean, but my point is like, that's a pretty, you can't talk like that if you're the coach of an NFL team.
1: That's my point. Do you think he, in a weird way, is over his head like just the schematics when i say schematics i mean like the the way to win football games in the league yeah because i bet he thought like if we run for 250 yards against penn state we're gonna kick their ass now
0: look people have drafted running backs in the first round but you could argue he was over his head the second he drafted travis etiana the first round
1: yeah now
0: he's probably thinking no this guy's gonna be as good as mccaffrey and we're gonna we got him at the end of the first but
1: yeah, it's questionable. I don't know. I mean, I, I, honestly, every week that he's still the coach of the Jags, it shocks me. Well, if I told you Trent Baalke was in charge of the draft, say what you want about him, would he take Travis Etienne at pick twenty-five? I I have a hard time seeing that.
0: No, he would get some guy almost as good as Travis Etienne who's coming off an ACL in the fourth. Yeah, I, so, I, I, I think once I, I, you
1: see I, this guy, if you said who would he take pick pulling 25? tires, I'd be like he'd take a guard. He would take a linebacker. I do. You know, in fairness to Baalke. Like this is a, in a weird way, bulky is much more equipped for the NFL than than Urban. That's crazy, and that's just the truth. But that's a problem.
0: I'm telling you, man. Every week, an NFL. <laughs> uh, it checks all the boxes. Every in week, fairness of Trent, like he
1: was out. for the most part really cool to me. Besides the one time at Fresno State, he was an asshole. But he was a scout then, and he was just—that's when people like be, you know, about easy on him. He's got a little rough around the edges. He didn't want to be there. Well, I think he was looking at Bear Pasco, who ended up beating him. Remember in the AFC cha- or the NFC championship game, yeah, when he played for the, for the Giants. Giants. Yep. Now he's roping cattle.
0: That's right. That's an athlete right there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bear All Bear right.
0: Pascoe. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Um, you let us know. Did we do a proper reevaluation? But uh, we'll have more time to talk about this. We're here for you. We're glad you're here for us. I'm serious.
1: I'm serious. It's just. You're probably just not just... listening, though, because we're two hours in. So if. <laughs> <Yeah>. See ya. <laughs>